Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Action Radio. This is Greg Penglis coming to you from the historic district of downtown Milton on the banks of the beautiful Blackwater River. And now let's get into Action Radio. And now, without further ado, let's get to the Fecky Report. On tonight, Action Radio presents the Fecky Report. Good morning, Action Radio. Greg Alicious, hold on to your Australian cowboy hat and grab your dingo because we're going down a rabbit hole today. Wait, did you say grab my dingo? Can you say that on the air? (laughs) 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 What a way to – he doesn't think of these things at the top. He just talks. It's just the way it goes around here. Okay, well (laughs) – I'll, I'll let people use their own imagination, but let's 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 take our dingo and go down our rabbit hole, shall we? <laughs> now, for those that don't know, a dingo is an Australian animal. <laughs> exactly, a wild dog. Oh, yeah, wild anyway, dog. Anyway, and, and we know what a rabbit hole is too. But uh, besides that, I just I don't know if my dingo wants to go there, but that's another story. We're after good start this morning. I can tell you started this. Don't blame me. <laughs> I'm just reacting. Okay, Crocodile so, Dundee, you... let's let's uh, let's let's go down the rabbit hole. G'day, how's it going, Bill? So take me down the rabbit hole with my Australian cowboy hat. <clears throat> Sorry, not a good accent. I have to work on that one. No, that that, that, was, that was pretty back sitting. You are from Australia. That was really really well, horribly no, Canada. I only spent bad. four years in Australia. My Australian family's Greek. Tried doing an Australian accent from Greek Australians. That's really funny. <clears throat> anyway. Anyway, seriously now. (laughs) So, in the past, I have declared that Saudi Arabia was the number one enemy to America. Um, Last year, we had discussed about, or the last three or four years, I should say, we -hmm. have discussed the fact that our own government is number one enemy to America. Mm Mm-hmm. Today I am declaring a new number one enemy of enemy of the state is called BlackRock. Oh, I think I know where you're going with this. That's interesting. Okay, uh, and uh, Vanguard too. In fact, there's an interesting um, reel I found on both BlackRock and Vanguard. There's a guy talking about how much they both own. But yeah, uh, this is this is a good point. But go ahead, go for it, and then I'll, then I'll ask you what you're going to do with a billion dollars. That's that's my question of the day for everybody. Okay. So we're we're so, kind of on a theme here, a monetary theme. We sort of diverged from hunting rabbits. Uh, well, hunting rabbits. Uh, sorry. All right. So BlackRock was founded in uh, 1988. It was originally called Blackstone Financial, which many people do know what that uh, have heard of Blackstone Financial. Uh, mm-hmm. They're in over 30 countries. They're one of the t- them and Van- Vanguard are two of the top three hedge fund companies in the world. In the world. Um, which means basically they control your money. Well, is it a hedge fund uh, or is it just an investment company? I mean, a hedge fund is a specific thing well, that, that guards against it, the, the hedges so that you don't lose money. I mean, that's, that's ideally what it's all about. But, uh, but an investment company, well, these people well, just let, own huge 
Yeah, go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so you could call it whatever you want to call it. At the end of the mm-hmm. day, they own your thoughts is really, really what it comes down to. Um, okay. They're the, ones, they're the ones who have pushed the whole ESG, which is the environmental, social, and corporate governance. Mm-hmm. Um, they have invested in many companies, and, of course, because of their investments in the media, they're able to push their narrative, which obviously increases – their stock prices on these companies that they have invested in. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, I will. There's three state. Every state in the country had money invested in uh, BlackRock. Um, three year, about three to four Pension years ago. Pension funds, or, or how, yeah. how are the states invested? Okay. Just everything, everything from pension funds to just general investments. Um, you know, Florida had over a billion dollars invested in BlackRock. Um, you know, it, yeah, they ha- they have pulled all their money from there. Uh, Louisiana pulled seven hundred eighty nine thousand dollars out of there. Um, West Virginia has pulled uh, their money out of BlackRock. Okay. Uh, it really has every yeah, has everything to do with the ESG. Uh, now, you know, like I said, as I said, their former uh, Black Blackstone Financial, Blackstone Financial, really made its name during the two thousand eight fallout. Um, and they were brought in. Well, let me backtrack a little bit here. First, uh, they, you know, they did switch over to BlackRock. Uh, they ended up buying Merrill Lynch Investments. Uh, they bought um, J.P. Morgan. Well, where's the antitrust going on here? I mean, this is anti-competitive to have all these companies being bought, same companies within an industry. I mean, that, that's an antitrust violation, or it should have been. Uh, of course, it has to it be enforced. Should have you been. know. Yeah, but, that's, but you, can, you, and, you can't and, just and keep buying all the companies within an industry because that's that's called monopoly, you know, and it's it's not legal. Oh, it gets better than that, and this is where we start going down this rabbit hole. Oh, um, after the two, yeah, after the two thousand eight crash in two thousand nine, mm-hmm. the Treasury Department brought BlackRock in to manage mm-hmm. the Bear Stearns AIG money. You know, basically manage their company because those are the two big companies that were part of the mortgage fallout. BlackRock right. came in and, and put on their cape and pretended to be the superhero. Well, that's huh. when the company just took off. Uh, they basically quadrupled their earnings after this. Of course, you're playing with other people's money. Um, and then you have the yeah. Treasury Department behind you the, you the whole time. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. Yeah, the, the government was right there behind them. Yeah, that's huge too. So they, they couldn't fail. I mean, they, anything they lost no. would have been made up, and uh, you know, and they're they're not using their money anyway. So you know, if they make money, and, they keep it. If they lose money, then uh, the government's going to replace it. So you know, it's like. Uh, and I'm glad yeah. you brought that up because the Warren actually came out and said that uh-huh. BlackRock is too is too big to fail. Oh, sorry about that. Hold on, okay. I got a little technical faulty here. Okay, here we go. Mm. Yeah. Um, he sounded so, kind of loud there but, for a second, but it, it wasn't bad. You had, you had a booming, authoritative voice there for a second. You should do that. Yeah, more often. that was. Uh, I accidentally put my phone on speaker, and of course, that doesn't really work too well because you'll get feedback. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. You can try it, but uh, yeah, you. But I didn't hear it for that second, but maybe it hadn't built up yet. But uh, so Elizabeth Warren, Pocahontas right. herself, said that. Uh, well, see, I don't. I've never understood the expression "too big to fail," because there's no such thing. I mean, the, the biggest ones right. are the ones that should fail. I mean, that's good that they fail. That's called a free market. And so the yep. idea that companies can, if they're, if they're powerful enough that they can get a bailout, then they're too big. 
That, I mean, that's perfect evidence. Exactly. That's prima facie evidence right there that they are too big. That they, you know, and, and in fact, the the best thing that would have happened to the car market is if GM failed. The best thing that would have happened to the cities is if New York failed and wasn't bailed out. You know, Chrysler should not have been bailed out. None of these banks should have. Been, none of these companies should have been bailed out. That's just corporate welfare. I mean, let's, let's call it what it is. It's welfare. You know, and so there's no it reason is. to take the the richest companies in the country, you know, and when they make stupid decisions, not have them uh, pay for it. That's called the discipline of the marketplace. That's what makes a free market work is when companies fail. But that's why we have bankruptcy laws. They don't fail personally. They don't lose their fortunes. They don't lose their houses. They don't lose their cars. They don't lose their their uh, you know villa in 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 Monaco. They just lose the company. But the company doesn't exist anyway. It's just an on paper. It's an intangible. It does, that's the whole point of a company, limited liability, so that their personal fortunes are not involved. So if a company fails, it's not like somebody died. It's a paperwork thing. <laughs> just, well, just okay, so – Go ahead. You're right. I mean, everything you said is correct, except for when you get the government involvement, when they Uh-oh. have so much invested into an individual company such as BlackRock. Mm-hmm. Because now you don't control BlackRock anymore. Uh, you know, BlackRock is is right now. Well, they're still oversight. They're still oversight. They're still the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission. So it's not like oversight is completely gone. But there's and what a is problem. That, what, what, what is the SEC doing uh, when BlackRock is busy buying all these companies? Yeah, you're right. That's what they're not doing. So I'm just saying they still exist, but they're not doing their job. But here's a question for you, even a bigger question. Why, do, why does the government have investments anyway? Government is not a profit-making enterprise. It's a necessary service that they're supposed to run on tax dollars. But why would they be investing? Now, pension funds for the employees, that's a separate thing. That's like a separate account. But that's not really, that doesn't have anything to do with government. But they should, government should not be investing. They shouldn't be owning property. They shouldn't be investing. That's not their job. Well, that, you're 100% correct. And we saw those type of problems with Enron way back when, mm-hmm. uh, when their investments uh, went, of course, they were just flat out stealing money. But, you know, they also had very... <laughs> They gambled on a lot of investments that went that went bad, um, but you know, going back to BlackRock though, you know, mm-hmm. and then recently this past year with um, Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank going under, guess mm-hmm. who got called in to take over and manage the buyout? BlackRock. You see, this is the problem that I, I never heard this before. This is really interesting news. But the idea that a company would come in to manage another company, you know, and and, and keep them going, you know, and, and not get a piece of the action. Of course, they're going to get a piece of the action. But so who does BlackRock know? How are they connected? Is this a, a Democrat connection? Is this a deep state connection? Is this a both parties connection? You know, uh, what's going on here? They all go in the woods and, you know, play together? I mean, who? who how is the connection to government with BlackRock? I mean, what do they do? Okay. So they put the, uh, all the branches on their head and pretend they're, you know, Olympic uh, Greek gods or something? Or what? I mean, you know, the rich people do strange things. I mean, they, they really do because they can. So I'm still look digging. At, I'm, at, I'm, still yeah. digging yeah. I'm still trying to dig into how they got their connection. Um, okay. But what it looks like, it, it, it looks like it's the Harvard connection all over again. Uh, the, the original Harvard founder. Connection? Uh, the skull, uh, uh, the skulls and bones. That's Yale. Yeah, all, all those. Fun. It might be. It might oh, be Yale. Both sorry, sorry. Yeah, uh, they both. Okay, so that's it. yeah, they both. That's the that's yeah. the Bushes. Um, that's the the uh, yeah. George Bush the Elder with skull and bones. It's a secret society. Correct. It's it's like the Bohemian Club. Did you ever hear about them? Yes. 
Okay, so these are the really yeah. ultra-rich masters of the universe that get together and, and plot out, you know, really horrible things like uh, the Fed, which they created, it's called The Creature from Jekyll Island. I actually went to Jekyll Island and went to the mansion where they, they created the Fed. It's really, you want to talk about luxurious? That's, it's an amazing place. Anyway, um, but so, yeah, that's where, that's where this stuff kind of happens. But it is fascism. You know, the idea that a corporation yep. is managing other corporations for the government when that government is invested in that corporation, <clears throat> that's just pure fascism, and th- this shouldn't be legal. So you want to talk about oversight? This is where the congressional oversight should be going crazy. But there is some oversight happening today. Just to, I don't want to take it away too far away from your topic because it's really interesting. Um, but uh, the IRS whistleblowers are, are up before Congress today after the show. So get your C-SPAN. Yes, it, it's going to be very interesting because you're mm-hmm. talking about many whistleblowers who are coming out and admitting that there are over 500 undercover officers committing crimes on January 6th to incite oh, a, a riot. One. Okay, so that's a different one, but I haven't heard this specific. So where did you find this? What's, what's the source and what do you, what do you got? Because this is different than what um, I was talking about. Okay, uh, so uh, the first one who, uh, who showed the video was uh, D.C. Drano. Um, you know, I, they're, they're kind of a go-to place for me. Uh, they only show... Well, you should be posting these. Actual... Post them on Special Investigative Report, our Special Investigations page, because yeah. this is the kind of stuff that I love. You know, 500 people were involved. See, everybody that was there before the Trump supporters got there is, is a government operative, is a deep state operative. And they had to be yep. there because they had to stop the Arizona count, you know, before Arizona, you know, adopted the Trump electors, and they, they couldn't have that because then Trump would be in the White House. So in order to ensure the coup, so, they had to make sure that the Trump electors were not elected. And the only way to do that was to stop Arizona. And the only way to stop Arizona, the count, before the Trump supporters got there was to break in and start breaking things. But with Antifa, okay, Black so Lives I, Matter, I, I, and, and yep. the operatives. Yeah. I mean, I, and I'm we glad know the that story. you brought up Arizona because uh, that's a segue right back to me. Uh, Arizona. So, do, do, do. Anyway, go ahead. All right. So right. Uh, BlackRock <laughs> has... Uh, primary ownership of the Dominion voting machines. Oh, there um, we go. Now, that's an interesting connection. Okay. Very good. Okay. They, they have investments uh, with all the pharmaceutical companies with the COVID vaccine. Huh? Uh, okay. Surprised. Okay. Okay. So here we go. Let's go down this rabbit hole. Uh, so they're, fun- they're basically finding the deep state, right? They're funding. I mean, this is where yeah. we're going with it. They're funding the deep state. Okay, so this is where this is the oh, deep state. So let me this ask is the question. black are they rock fun- piggy bank. Are, 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 are they funding the deep state, or is the deep, deep state funding them at this point? Well, it takes both. I, I mean, it, it the seems government pretty creates, reciprocal. Yeah, the government creates favorable contracts and favorable regulations to protect BlackRock from any competition. Uh, again, fascism, you know, uh, picking a company that's like uh, Solyndra and, you know, all these other different electric companies and things like that. Same thing. So the government should not be in business, uh, but this is something for Congress to, to exercise oversight over. But um, there's something else to say about BlackRock. Oh, yeah. Do you remember something called socially responsible investing? It's a precursor to ESL or ESG. Sorry. ESL is something different. ESG. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, 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 Carrie, yeah. so Carrie Lake mm-hmm. came out, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, she's been out for about two, almost three years now, talking about the fact on how – these broken Dominion machines were put mm-hmm. into Republican areas in Maricopa County. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, they were very well. Yeah. yeah, Republicans vote on election. It was very well so documented. Do is, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was very well documented. It actually, mm-hmm. even, even CNN reported that uh, the machines are broken in the morning. So, I mean, it's not mm-hmm. like this, 
this is anything that's not known. Um, so you yeah, have, but then they say it doesn't affect the outcome of the election, which of course is BS. <laughs> it, 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 BS. it did affect. Yeah. yeah, that was the whole yeah, point. So, so, so you got BlackRock that owns these machines. BlackRock mm-hmm. who's getting money from the Obama Treasury Department, the Obama. Um, I just lost my train of thought here. Sorry about that. Um, the Federal Reserve. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so so you're asking who they belong to. I'm, I'm telling you right now who they belong to. Um, you know, and th- and then there are all this and, T- and Tucker Carlson did such a great job on Fox News mm-hmm. explaining how these Dominion machines were bad. Mm-hmm. Thank you to the federal government for giving BlackRock all this money. BlackRock turns around buys 15% majority of Fox News, and Tucker Carlson mysteriously is fired two weeks later. Yeah, but he's got 150 million viewers now on Twitter, so it's okay. He only had about 5 million on Fox, so he's doing okay. You know, so the word is getting out. But yeah, he, is, he may be doing okay, but we're uh-huh. looking at who controls the narrative. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's what yeah. it's always been about. And mm-hmm. you're talking about one company who is – basically controlling the news mm. to their advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the other thing that has come out recently is BlackRock has gone into Ukraine, and they have a partnership with Zelensky now to where they will uh, be helping him uh, rebuild, rebuild the Ukraine. Well, that's, uh, that's, the, is- uh, that's the standard model. You know, we go into countries, destroy them, and then pay to have them rebuilt. So the, uh, the military-industrial complex makes money with the destruction and makes money with the rebuild. That's what Afghanistan was all right. about. That's what Iraq was all about. You go in, you destroy the place, and then you re- rebuild it. So you get twice the money. You get money on the way in and money on the Correct. way out. You know, so this and, is, this is just, and, that's just the pattern. Now, now here's my tinfoil hat. So uh, um, like most investment companies, they don't like to brag about it, but BlackRock does have a lot of gun investments. Uh, so this war is actually really helping them overall. I mean, war just oh, helps yeah. banks. I, yeah, I mean, war helps banks. We all know it. But the longer this war goes on and the more mm-hmm. destruction in the Ukraine, mm-hmm. the more money BlackRock will get when it's time to rebuild. Yeah, well, you saw the whistleblower, right? Remember the whistleblower said war is good for business? That was caught oh, yeah. in uh, Project Veritas? It's the same thing, yeah. So we know this is, this is, this is how we do it. Uh, this, is, this is the pattern. You know, it's like the pattern of, of how, you know, Democrats get in the White House. You know, they, they pick a, a moderate Republican, you know, before the election, then they destroy um, before the nomination, then they destroy them after the nomination. That's how Mitt Romney and John McCain lost to Obama. You know, same thing here. You go into Iraq, you know, you destroy the place and then you pay, you know, billions or maybe a couple of trillion to, to rebuild it. <clears throat> and then when that's done, you move on to Afghanistan. These guys are like locusts. You know, and so they destroyed yeah. Afghanistan. Well, they didn't really destroy Afghanistan, but they destroyed our, our economy with Afghanistan. And then they left $85 billion worth of our best arms. That was an Obama gift to his Muslim brothers. And then they said, well, we need another war. And we tried Sudan, but that didn't seem to work out so well. So then they moved on to Ukraine. Started, well, let's have a war in Ukraine. This would be fun. And we can use that. And so the, the whole thing, you now they got cluster bombs, they got F-16s, they got all this other crap going on. And the, our, the Brandon government is running around saying, well, we have to arm them or, or they won't have enough arms to fight. Well, if they don't have enough arms to fight, the war stops. That's a good thing. You know, and so, so the, quickest think, way to stop yeah. the, the, the quickest way to stop the war is to force them to do that, what they were going to have to do anyway, which was negotiate. Come to a negotiated settlement. Yep. That was always going to be the outcome of this. So, yeah, let them stop fighting. Sounds good to me. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that, that is the best way to go about doing it, but it, it's mm-hmm. not good for business. 
and it's something that BlackRock will not well, allow at any time soon. Until yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so I mean, BlackRock's it, yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, BlackRock's fascinating because because of the things you said. They own Dominion. They own Fox News. They own or they're heavily invested in Pfizer. So they're probably heavily invested in big tech also. You know, social media right. things like that. And so they got all this money. And the other one is Vanguard. And so they control the the shares. So they control what's going on. The people that are not controlled, they censor us. Now, I don't know if you saw the posting this morning. Last night, I discovered that writeyourlaws.com has been hacked. I do not have access to my own website. And so I called up the, the host and server and, and got some, you know, twiddly in the Philippines. So eventually came around after I screamed at him you know, and said, here's what you're going to do. Um, and so it should be back either today or tomorrow. But that's not the point. The point is that uh, all those folks that aren't sharing our bills and sharing stuff and think we don't have an impact, we're having a huge impact just with the wrong people. I mean, we're, as, as I joke around, you know, I invite the FBI KGB to call the show. There's a reason I do that, because I know damn well they're listening. I know they do not want the citizens rising up and peacefully writing their own legislation and saying, here, here's the solution. Don't tell me you can't find a solution. We've already got one for you. That, it, you know, the, the more powerful we get, the more that's going to scare the hell out of them, and the more interesting it's going to be for our personal lives, <laughs> you know, around here. Um, but think about that. Why would my website get hacked if I'm censored as much as I'm censored? And our audience is limited, even though we do have worldwide reach. We've got, you know, Marco in the Netherlands and some other folks. We have 5% of our audience is in England right now, which is pretty amazing. Um, but uh, they thought, you know, for, for all our, our, our struggling here to break through the censorship, they still felt the need to hack us to destroy my website. Well, we've got the files. Anyway, we're going to rebuild it. Um, but think about that. You know, people that don't think we're having an impact here, I got news for you. We're having a huge impact because we're not controlled by BlackRock. We're not controlled. Blogtrack's really great. Like, hey, say what you want. As long as you're not overtly disgustingly racist or hatred or advocating violence or things like that, you can say whatever you want. Even a Brit the Nazi on, you know. And so, and because we don't do those things, we can be controversial, but you're not going to hear overt racism, hatred, or violence advocated here on this show. I, won't, I just don't allow it. I wouldn't allow it anyway. Um, but, but we're affecting somebody. So is it the Black Rocks? Is it the, uh, you know, all the folks that we, you know, do I say, Brandon, the fact that I don't let people say President Biden, because he's not. The fact that, you know, I have a Substack column. Did you see my most recent article? Just blistering. Just, just tearing the, the, the shreds yeah. out of the deep state. Yeah. That's, well, uh, well, that's, I'll, I'll tell you, once, um, uh-huh. as, as I was preparing for the show, I started preparing for the show on Sunday, um, uh-huh. you know, kind of getting my research and making sure I had all my facts accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then yesterday on three, today's Wednesday, Monday one time, yesterday one time, and then again last night I got notification from Facebook that someone is trying to reset my password. Oh, that's um, and then it ha- and then it happened to my wife also. Uh, never seen this email come across before until after Sunday. Now, obviously, you can always say coincidence, but how often? Huh. Are we going to keep saying coincidence until it's actually a pattern? Well, let's ask Wendy. <laughs> let's see who else is happening to. <laughs> you know, Wendy's next, and then Bonnie after that. Let's uh, let's find yeah. out uh, how you know. I have my website hacked. All right, you've had uh, your face your your Facebook page tried to reset. I had I had mysterious users appear on my uh, uh, on what on my website a few months ago, and we dealt with that. You know, so it's like I'm always putting out these fires. I've added additional security to it, and we should be fine, but. You know, but but you can't stop these attacks. He said, "Well, you might get more attacks." I said, "Well, we'll deal with them too." You know, I said, "But mm-hmm. uh, someone does not want us around." 
you know, and they're being pretty obvious right. about it. Yeah. Well, they're being okay. very blunt about it these days. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, it's so blunt now that the Sound of Freedom, which is the number one movie in America right now, mm-hmm. is being demolished by the media as a conspiracy theory. So yeah, child trafficking, this, conspiracy this, theory. Yeah, right. Yeah, all this money that the government has been putting into for ch- child trafficking is mm-hmm. now all of a sudden a conspiracy theory. Mm. <clears throat> yes. And it's all because it's finally been exposed. Mm-hmm. And you're, they're exposing, you know, the people that have been hiding this for so long, which is Hollywood and, you know, Washington, D.C., Mm-hmm. Um, it's another getting, and then there's other movies that are going to be following with this, and they are trying their best to get rid of this uh, before everyone sees this movie because you're talking about turning the world upside down. This movie has the possibility of doing that. Well, why do you think Epstein was murdered? <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. The, the, the patterns are right there. You know, you know, and, and not to be paranoid, but I think about my own. And, and the rest of the safety of the folks that are involved in action radio, because we really are revolutionaries. We're just peaceful. We're just doing it with computers. We're not advocating any violence or overthrow or anything like that. All we want is what, what the law says, which is President Trump won the election. We know that. And everybody knows that, especially the Democrats yep. who stole the election. We know that BlackRock owns way more than they should own. We know that Pfizer controls the news media and, and apparently uh, uh, sponsors most of the news shows. Uh, yep. Rumor has it that that Anderson Cooper's, you know, nine of his $12 million salary, um, boy, wouldn't that be fun to have, uh, you know, came from Pfizer. So they have so much money, and then Pfizer's operating on tax dollars. So they had no research and development costs, no administrative costs, no transportation, no nothing. The, 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 um, the COVID shot is completely paid for, and they get all the profit from it. A lot of which yeah. is going to come back to BlackRock. So, uh, yeah, this is, this is uh, yeah, we've got, a, we've got a big problem when it comes to freedom in this country. And all we're trying to do here is just set, the, set it back, you know, set the record straight, give us a, a sort of a rebirth of our founding with modern technology. Um, we've got three or four minutes left. So my big question, of course, is the, uh, the Powerball drawing is tonight. So yes. if you – do you have your ticket? No. You've got to get a ticket. You've got to be in it to win it. <laughs> I, I will. I, I, I'm two, it's two today. bucks. I'll get my tickets. Now, more tickets do not increase your odds. People don't understand that. People think if they buy $1,000 worth of tickets, right, that they have, they have a lot more chance of winning. No, you don't because each one of those tickets has exactly the same chance of winning. It's an individual event. They have, those tickets have nothing to do with each other. So that's Actually, why you need one. No, they don't. Okay, so, okay, so what, what are the odds of winning the Powerball? Oh, I don't know. One in what? Ten billion? <laughs> what, what is it? Ridiculous. No, yeah. uh, it's only you know, so, okay. So the com- okay, let me rephrase the question. There are only only certain uh, number of combinations as far as these well, how, numbers how many, go. Right? How many combinations are there? How many combinations are there? Especially okay, the so I've number. never looked. At, I, okay, so I've never looked at the Powerball. I've only mm-hmm. looked at the regular lottery. The okay. regular lottery, I think there's like 1.5 million different combinations. So okay. if if the lottery, regular lottery, got above two million or three million. We'll say, we'll say three million because after taxes, we'll say three okay. million. Mm-hmm. If you got a if you got a loan from the bank for for the uh, for one point five million, <laughs> bought a ticket for every single combination, you are guaranteed to win. Yeah. So the more the more tickets you buy, the closer you your odds, the better your odds are. 
Okay, I got to think about that because I, as I understand it, um, those tickets are still individual tickets. You'd have to. Well, they are individual still, tickets, but you there's only so many combinations mm-hmm. of numbers. So the more tickets you buy, the more as long as yeah, those combinations is, the, are different. This is the opposing theory that you're actually using up combinations as you pick more and more different yeah. numbers. But uh, but Correct. each of those but see but it doesn't matter because there's still there's still each ticket is judged against the winning ticket. So the only way you can guarantee so if you bought one less ticket or one fewer excuse me then uh, so you bought one point four nine 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 million <laughs> you know you can still lose. <laughs> but but that's still better than one point five million. Yeah. And then you well, buy I, the other. Then you buy the next ticket. So now it's four nine nine eight. You buy another mm-hmm. one, one point nine nine seven. But the amount of tickets you have to buy. You didn't. You didn't take. They didn't teach stats class in uh, Canada, did oh, they? No. I, well, I was in the United States, and I took. <laughs> I actually took. I took statistics. This is why you know I know that these that each ticket has the same chance of winning as each other ticket. But so you I guess don't you're, look at them individually. You look at it as a whole. All right. Yeah, you're using so combinations, you, and you have to look at it as a whole. Still, as far as I'm concerned, I have the same, you know, I buy my one ticket. It doesn't matter what the numbers are. I've got just as much chance because I'm not going to buy a million tickets or a thousand tickets or 10 tickets. I'm not going to do it. Anyway, when he's on the line so quickly, how, much, what are you, how are you going to spend your billion dollars? All right. So I already made a decision on how I'm buying it. Um, I'm going to have a condo uh, in each continent. I'll have my mm-hmm. own private jet. Um, mm-hmm. Probably will have my own ho- uh, private helicopter at each location also. Uh, okay. And then I and I'm just going to jet set around the world and uh, enjoy everything that we can see. And who knows? Maybe with a billion dollars, maybe I'll just buy BlackRock and then uh, have then take control of America. Ooh, we do have delusions of grandeur today, don't we? Quite interesting. <laughs> I, I see you in your uh, your Gucci sunglasses, you know, going out to your private jet. And now Fetke, Bill Fetke. Okay. So are you going to learn to fly this private jet of yours, or are you going to hire some some pilot to do it? And don't look at me. Oh, of course, I'm going to fly I'm, my own jet. Of course, of course, I'd be I'd be kind of afraid. You know, I don't want to end up like uh, JFK Jr. and uh, you know, and and then have my plane sabotaged and killed, uh, which would probably be happening. Sabotage. He made a he made a mistake. He flew in the wrong kind of weather. Yeah, uh, but uh, I regardless, I. I I, I probably, I probably would, I probably would just hire someone else to do it because I wouldn't trust myself. Of course, I in the back of the, the you with your glass of yeah. Dom Perignon, you know, watching the sunset from your uh, from your uh, Gulf Stream. Yeah, I don't like champagne, so it wouldn't be Dom. That's for oh, sure. Oh no! Probably, so what are we what are we drinking on 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 Fetki One? <laughs> uh, well, we'll probably find like the clearest glacier ice and then uh, I will just buy that glacier and then I'll glacier drink the water ice. from that. Glacier ice. Yeah. You're going to drink glacier ice. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Well, have fun with your dreams. Let's see what happens with your... How many tickets are you buying? I'll probably buy three. Three. Gotcha. Yeah, all right. I have a, I have a, I have a, I have a uh, combination where I, I do one with all the birthdays, I do one quick pick, and then I do one... Uh, with years, uh, years of, uh, you know, the parents, okay. our parents' uh, birth years. So okay. that, that's what that's what we do. So good, have a good rest of the show. I'm going to earn my dollar for today, and we'll talk next week if I Sounds do not good. win. <laughs> yeah, if, you, yeah, if Bill wins, he's not going to be here next week, okay? I think that's pretty much a given. Bye, Bill. Here we go. 
Do you really want the truth? Do you have questions you can't ask in church? Welcome to the Oh My God Report. Wendy Arthur is more concerned with truth than propaganda, putting more value in scripture than religion, and more about you and your relationship with God than your membership in any church. This is Christianity with a Kick. So Marco from the Netherlands says, a lottery, that's a stupidity tax. Yeah, for the most part it is, but if I'm only spending $2, Marco, and a chance of winning a billion dollars, of which the government will take half, I'll get the cash, I'll get $500 million. It's worth it. <laughs> if only to dream about it for a while. It's kind of fun. Uh, so how'd you, how are you going to spend your billion, Wendy, or your half a billion if you get the cash advance? <laughs> well, uh, there are many, many things in the kingdom of God that need financing, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because we got souls on the line. So that's where I'd be putting the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I figured I'd be tithing $50 million. Uh, I'd probably put $100 million into S&P 500, like my emergency fund. Uh, and the, thing, the other things I want, just for me, my, my selfish little play toys, you know, five cars and a couple of jets, that's not going to cost more than maybe $10, 20000000 I've still got, you know, upwards of three or $400 million, you know, maybe like $300 million left to go. Well, I'll find something yeah. to do with it. You know, start a foundation. <laughs> so the Action, Ra- the Action Radio Worldwide Citizen Legislature Foundation. And I'll start a flight school. There you, go. you know, I'll, give, I'll uh, yeah. allow uh, poor kids to learn to fly for free. I'll get the world's best instructors and the world's most dedicated students who have no money. And I'll just I'll start a flight school for that. So those are two, that's what I do. The rest of the money, I don't know. Awesome. I'll figure it out. Figure it out as I go. I've got yeah. time. Yeah. Okay. Just curious. Yeah. Yeah. So what's up? Well, <clears throat> a little froggy this morning, so I'm going to – uh, would like to throw this out uh, to have a free-for-all for everybody. And if anybody has a question or they have a comment or something they've been wondering about um, or just a little, you know, brain tickler that, you know, I wonder what, you know, happened when, call in, write in. You know, I would like to get uh, some input um, from our listeners. And I know those who are listening by podcast later can't do that. But, you know, if you're if you're listening live well, anywhere, you know, this is a good Feel point but about, yeah, like 90% of our listeners are podcasts. Um, and so that's, that's tough. You know, we've got the live chat people can call in or, or type in. We've got the, uh, the Skype line that, that works. People can use that. They just have to call in day ahead of time so I can improve their account. Um, and uh, they've got the Oh My God page on Facebook. You know, so I, that would be actually yeah. the best place probably for people to type in questions. You can collect questions during the week and you can answer them here. And now it's time that's for true. Ask Wendy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get some cute little, I'll get like that. Remember the music from your art report music? And now it's time oh, to Lord, ask Wendy. Yeah. So gather around, everybody. Let's have a pleasant time. You know what? I, and you know I have to make one now. I have to make an Ask Wendy segment. You know that's coming. Yeah. So hang on. Yeah. Yeah. Wendy. Wondering with Wendy. Yeah, yeah. wondering with um, Wendy, yes. Literation. Yeah. Go ahead. You know, mm-hmm. People have um, things mm-hmm. that they wonder about all the time. Mm. But hmm. but they but they never ask anybody a question. It's just something that they just roll around in their heads for forever, you know. I mean, I mean, so, even our well, Hall said didn't. things that make you go, "Hmm." Well, I have hmm. that all day long. Yes, but, but it's because they think that nobody else is thinking about it, you know. So, so they they think that they're the only ones wondering, you know, so about what? certain things. So they just kind of keep it to themselves. But <clears throat> no, I I would 
you know, really encourage people, if, if you've got like this little, you know, thing that's been nagging on you for a long time or, or, or mm-hmm. you just something popped into your head, go ahead and go on to the, you know, the Oh My God page on, you know, the Action Radio Oh My God page on uh, Facebook and just type mm-hmm. in your question, you know. Yeah. Um, say that this is for, you know, the Oh My God report, you know, how about this or, or what about that or, well, what's, what's up with this over here when, when you know, people tell the story? Because I tell you what, there are so, there's so much misinformation mm-hmm. out there. Like, and, I just heard uh, on that, someone, by the way. <laughs> Mine was, yeah, was and, exactly. Well, <laughs> just, just, well, it happens in, in the you know, Christian world, too, because the spirit of religion is just not, not for people who go to church. Yep. The spirit of religion uh, is all over the government. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so... Um, and they they want God, you know, completely done away with. Yet it's a spirit of religion. So. <laughs> like, oh yeah, you know, it's in God we trust, but uh, but you know we're still going our own way. <laughs> you know, there's like a qualifier to that, you know. So like, yeah, in God we trust, no, no, or so they, we they say. They don't even say yeah. God we trust. They just don't want God mentioned anywhere. But yeah. but here here's the thing. I, I saw somebody post a meme this morning uh-huh. um, that had uh, six of you know very well known. Um, Christian leaders, uh, uh, if that's what you want to call them, you know, people who hold conferences or, or have large churches or uh, are known for, for whatever reason in, in the Christian circles. Uh-huh. And they said the gospel should be told, not sold. And they were, you know, listing everybody's net uh, worth and just crucifying them in, in the comments, you know. Uh, and and but I'm thinking, you know, do, are y'all – Seriously, you're going to put yourself out there like a hypocrite like that because you don't list – because all of these people uh, that they showed in the meme, and I'm not going to mention names, but all of them have written numerous books over the years, numerous, and they were all million sellers, at least million sellers, you know? Huh. So, um, and so they have their own income from just the books alone. And this this is not any offerings taken in conferences or anything else, um, just from their books. Now, nobody I know, nobody, saved or not, um, crucifies Stephen King or any other author who does not claim Christ <laughs> for his <laughs> millions. His net worth is more than any of those mentioned on the meme. It's okay for him to have the money he made from his books. But it's not okay for Christian leaders to have money from what they've written. Yeah, there's some bizarre so, thing that you have to sacrifice for the cause. Like you're not a good Christian if you have money, or you're not you're not a good Christian if you have anything. You know, and yeah, yet you exactly. could be the head of BlackRock, as we were talking about earlier, and that's okay. You know, because that, that's corporation. We believe in the free market, even though the Black Mar- BlackRock is as far away from a free market as you can get. Given their government yeah, exactly connections, right. that's the controlled market. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, well, you know, I, I'm. Well, I just think you I'm said something you earlier. Can't that, have a double standard. You can't say it's okay for right. the world to have money, but not Christians to have money, because mm-hmm. Christians actually do good stuff with their money. <laughs> They're the ones, you know, digging wells over in third world countries so they have fresh yeah. water to drink. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that well, you don't see third world stuff. countries yeah, coming to the United States. States. You know, you know, well-developed African countries didn't come to the United States and say, hey, let's help you out. Let me show you how to grow things. Let's show you how to hunt. You know, you guys are new here. It's yeah. new land. We'll, 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 we'll tell you what we know about uh, natural resources. It didn't happen. 
you know, Asian countries, they didn't come to the United States, you know, during our colonial days and say, look, we got a 7,000 year old feudal society. It's not really working out. Why don't you try something different? You know, they didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, uh, so we're the ones that reach out. But that's the whole, that's the whole basis of, of what uh, Dr. Peter Pry used to call white supremacy, in that the real white supremacy is the, is, the, is the supremacy of the idea of freedom that comes from white people, particularly British. And so that's when – this is how he really clarified it for me. So when you hear the term white supremacy, it's, it's not white people they're talking about. It's the idea of freedom is supreme over, over Marxism, over totalitarianism. That's what they're really talking about. And the fact that having white people yes. – it's interesting if freedom, if freedom came from Zambia, for example. Uh, instead of England, you know, would it be white supremacy? Uh, you know, it might be black supremacy. It might be African supremacy. It might be any number of different things. You know, southern hemisphere supremacy. I mean, who knows? Whatever it is, it would be it would be characterized in a way that was derogatory and politically advantageous at the time. But let me go back to something you said earlier, which was really interesting. Uh, the idea that people don't want to be the first, or they don't want to say something. You know, they don't want to be alone. And, and you, you know, the meme I've, put, I've published, and I, I've done it a few times. You know, you have one person you know, facing a crowd of like 10 million <laughs> saying you're all wrong. Yep. You know, that's yep. action radio. That's all of us here. Cause we don't care about that. If you're right, you're right. Stand by the conviction. Everything we said about COVID was right. We knew it was right. We never yep. backed down Absolutely. and we've been proven right. Yeah. But the, the problem is to, by the time you're proven right, a million people are dead. So what good does that do? More than a million. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be. Yeah. Well, I've come up with a new term, vaxidemic. We're in a vaxidemic right now. And a vaxidemic is a vaccine pandemic. We're in, a, we're in a pandemic of big pharma, big government, media, corporate fascist death. And there's no reason for any of it. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's really sick. No, there's not. Yeah. I, I text Judy that, that uh, term. Vax, <laughs> I, so, so I sent it to Judy Mikevitz, who's a friend of mine. I said, hey, I got a new term for you. You can use this vaxidemic. And we'll see what happens. But yeah, uh, well, yeah. And, and you know, if the people uh-huh. would listen to what yeah. our illegal leaders are saying, mm-hmm. like uh, Kamala just screwed up royally the other day um, when she was speaking about said nobody even really knows what she's talking about. Cause she doesn't make any sense when she opens her mouth. Mm-hmm. But um, she's almost perfect Democrat. Bad <laughs> and um, well, no, I mean but, it's the idiocracy. You know, that I mean, is third grade are... mentality. Well, but, uh, but I think it's intentional. You put morons out was, front. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. But she said uh, mm-hmm. in, in her, she was rambling, 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 and then mentioned this little phrase that said, and, and when we, we um, deep, how did she put it? When we. Reduce the population. Reduce the population. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm thinking if, if people didn't catch that, they, they are willingly blind. Absolutely mm-hmm. willingly blind because that has been the entire agenda behind the VAX and all the others coming up, by the way. Well, but it's not – I think it's more selective than that um, because she obviously isn't for reducing the population or she, she would be doing everything to stop 15 million illegals coming into the country. So my, my theory is the great replacement, the real great replacement, not the one that the left tries to put on, on – uh, you know, conservatives. So you, you just don't like uh, brown and black people. So you're, you know, you're, you know, that, that's uh, that's your, you're all scared of being replaced. First of all, I live in San Francisco. Everybody was a minority. It was actually kind of fun. Um, but the thing is, yeah. the real great replacement, the real great replacement, is that Americans get abortion, Americans get COVID, Americans get the vaccine, Americans get, uh, you know, jabs to their kids, Americans get everything that removes Americans. So the great replacement. The real great replacement is replacing everybody that believes in freedom. In other words, what they call white supremacy 
and, and, to, and making a majority population of illegals incompetence, you know, non-working, you know, here to take your welfare, uh, servants, serfs, peasants, and, and basically a, a subclass of people that have no concept of what it means to be an American to replace all of us who do. That's the but real that's great replacement. Here in America. But this well, is no, it's, it's, it's going, no, it's going on in Europe, too. Yeah, that's why all the, uh, the Algerians are in France. And, because yeah. mm-hmm. the VAX is everywhere, and they're all dying from it. Mm-hmm. Now, how could it be so collectively stupid? I mean, where, where did everybody's brain go? I mean, we figured it out in two weeks. We had this entire thing worked out in two weeks. You know, from mid-February, from the, the last week in February, the first week in March, we knew everything. We knew who all the bad players were. We knew the vaccine was a hoax. We knew that it was a power play. We knew that all the government regulations were unconstitutional. Uh, we knew they weren't going to work. We knew the things that were going to work. We, had, uh, we hadn't heard of ivermectin yet, but we certainly knew about hydroxychloroquine. You know, we had all, we had the studies. You know, we ha- I have a mountain of articles. I have a whole file on early COVID articles. They're all saying the same thing. There is no pandemic. Don't worry about it. We've got early treatments. This will be over in a few weeks. That was what the word was. People forget because all those articles have been scrubbed. Although yeah. I got a few of them, <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know, and it, yeah. you notice how? <laughs> have you noticed on my on my slides now? I do that CDC uh, thing. People don't look at the slides. This is how I know people aren't aren't, aren't watching. No one's paying attention to anything that, that we're really doing because I do a lot of subtle things. I'll post things, you know, just to get a reaction, just to see what what, what people are thinking. But if you go to any of our shows, once I do the show notes, there is a posting a, a slide from the CDC. You know, this shows that COVID started in January 2020, peaked April 15th, tax day, and was pretty much a death rate of zero by mid-July 2020. Nobody ever comments on that. It's right there every day. Every day I post this thing. You can't find it in the CDC anymore. Yeah. They don't want this out there. So I put it out every single day. Yeah. And, and yet nobody notices. So how could well, the world collectively don't... not notice? Was, was there so much fear created in everybody that they gave up their collective brains? I mean, I understand here in our well, public I mean, education systems, but everywhere? Well, scripturally, um, the cause for that um, is because it says, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Hmm. All around the world, I mean, we are known as a Christian nation mm-hmm. until Obama tried to make us a post-Christian nation. Mr. Muslim Marxist. You know, he's, 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 exactly. he's 3M. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. shut up. Uh, <laughs> so, but just because somebody says it does not make it true. Okay. So, mm-hmm. no, but, he, but they were pushing that narrative. But anyway, um, it says, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Hmm. And we, as, as much as there is the factions and the divisions and the fightings and this and that, uh, denominations and all that kind of stuff over here, we still claim God is the Lord of this nation and is the mm-hmm. founder of this nation. Um, yeah. And others don't. And, and look at, the, at all the countries around the world who do not claim uh, God as is, is their, their Lord uh, over their nation, and they serve other gods and false gods and no God at all. So, and yeah, if you don't have God you know, who is constantly reminding us, do not fear, do not fear, do not fear, be not afraid, um, you know, stand up, you have got my authority and my power to, you know, overcome every wild of the enemy, just walk in the authority I've given you. Uh, but if you don't have that, then you are going to succumb to fear. You are going to succumb to okay. whatever rhetoric that they want to, you know, push on the, the boob tube that day. So, 
there's there's it doesn't surprise me one bit that they've all been suckered because they don't have God um, as the God of their nation. Now there are individual believers in every country, you know, and God bless them because man, they're going against the tide. Uh, just like we are over here, but you know, I think that's what action hey. radio is about. Is like, well, my it doesn't website matter if we're going against the tide. We're going for freedom, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you heard about this. Last night, my website got hacked, and so writeyourlaws.com no. has been temporarily suspended. Yeah, yeah. I posted this morning. Bill and I was talking about it. Now, Bill got a notice on Facebook that uh, someone's trying to change his password, and so I'm doing a little survey now. Are we being targeted? So, has anything happened to you uh, in the electronic world? To make your life miserable that you can't account for. that you should say that. <laughs> ah. Okay. Uh, well, had time, folks. Night. Okay, so and now the conspiracy <laughs> warning, <laughs> or as we call them, ongoing <laughs> investigations. Yeah. Uh, well, Mike's phone number got hacked last night, and in the middle of the night. Last uh, night. Interesting. Yes, last night. Okay. Uh, he, somebody, whoever hacked his phone number, texted somebody on his contact list saying, um, are you okay? And and that person texted back, um, yeah, are you? Because it was midnight. And, you know, Mike is never up at midnight. And um, and it, he was, like, I baffled am. this morning that, yeah. that it, it looked like they used his phone to text somehow someone on his contact list to ask if they were just to, to get them to respond and, and collect information, you know. So that was a test. I, how yeah, this happened, a, a, I don't know. Hmm. But yeah, but isn't that interesting that all of a sudden uh, everybody's getting hacked and everybody's, you know, um, having problems with with their their cyber stuff? No, well, I've had problems before. I mean, I haven't talked about it a whole lot, but uh, I had some extra right. users uh, found them. I found on my uh, on my page, so we got rid of them. Increased the security. I've had to increase the security a couple different times. So we are definitely being attacked. So when, when, you know, when folks don't share the show, and I tell folks, you've got to share the show, you've got to share the bills, because, you know, we're it. <laughs> you know, we, are the, we are the alternative. We are the solution. We are the, uh, you know, the, the, the legislation that can get our freedom back. And that's a yeah. threat to people. And I've always known we were going to be a threat. So I was hoping to be, you know, worldwide famous as an insulation against what, exactly what's happening right now. So now we're going to check. Uh, we'll check with Bonnie when she comes on in about 10 minutes. We'll see. If, uh, but she's new, so you never know. But once you're on the show, you know, you're a target of the DOJ, FBI, KGB. By the way, gentlemen, if you want to call the show, 215-383-3832. And if you're going to, you know, raid my house, you know, just let me know ahead of time. I'll make coffee. We'll talk. You know, we'll be civil about this. So just, you know, come on. We'll have a chat, guys. They have no hey, idea the level of sarcasm they're going to get. You know, What's that? Leave your underwear drawer open. Yeah, I'll leave my underwear open. They can wear it if they want, you know. <laughs> you know, all you FBI guys, you want to try my underwear outside your clothes? Yeah, okay, whatever, you know, float your boat. I don't problem with that. I'll laugh because <laughs> I will, you know. I'm almost like begging to be arrested. This is some kind of, you know, strange quality I have just to, it would amuse me, you know, because I really don't fear anything anymore. Um, but uh, that's, that's probably, you know, it might get me in trouble one day, but we'll find out. Maybe if I dare them to arrest me, that uh, it might keep me from being arrested. Who knows? Reverse psychology. So, how do we get more people <laughs> with God's? How do we get more people with God so they're not afraid? You know, I mean, uh, and are the? Oh, here's a question I have for you earlier. Um, have you studied whether the the amount of people who got uh, the the COVID you know death jab were Christian, uh, Muslim, Hindu, Jewish? 
Shinto, Buddhist. Everybody you know. got it. But, and and here, here's, here's the insidious thing. Uh-huh. Because um, I don't care how famous you are. I, if, if you are going against God's word, I'm calling you out. And I expect people to do the same for me, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But you better be able to back it up by scripture. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yeah. laughs> you're you're going to call me out because we will go toe-to-toe. Yeah, you're um, like our God but, lawyer. You know, you're like the lawyer, like the, the, the badass lawyer that uh, so wow, I got this uh, in Section 320B of uh, the uh, you know, U.S. Code 95A-16- you know, pi r squared. You know, you're like, you know, you're scriptural, that. <laughs> you know, well, here's what the... Uh, <laughs> Here's what God said, you know, in uh, Romans 15, chapter, you know, five, verse three, line two, uh, word one. <laughs> you know, this, this is what you're good at. This well, fun. It, it's, we're supposed mm-hmm. to know our word. I mean, yeah, because when, when they yeah, come to read all the Bibles, it, it, it's going to be too late. You're not going to yeah. know what it says. So mm-hmm. you better have it in your heart. But, uh, but anyway... But do you think, though, that Christians, so, but the religious people or people who had God, I don't want to confuse them, um, by and large, took the, uh, took the jab at much lower numbers than those who were without God and scared? That's what I'm wondering. Yes, they, they did take it in much lower numbers. But then okay. um, the government got Christian leaders, and I'll, I'm going to use that word loosely in, in air mm-hmm. quotes. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. I can see that and, on the radio, by the way. And tell people that, you know, oh, you you Jesus would have taken the vax. Really? Hmm. They literally said that. Jesus would have taken the vax to protect mm-hmm. his fellow man. Mm-hmm. Really? As if Jesus isn't the healer. As if Jesus <laughs> why, didn't why would heal Jesus, after why, That's everybody. a great question. Why, why would Jesus need a vaccine? <laughs> that's just Thank you answer. very much. Yeah. Can, can you, uh, how big of an idiot do you think we are? So, no, I never heard that uh, before. Franklin Graham Jr., I, I I'm calling you yeah. out, oh. you know, because you were, were one of the ones who actually said that. So you go answer to the Lord for that. And for all the souls who are now dead because you told them that they needed to get the vaccine, that that's what, what Jesus would have done. So, no, sir. You know, wow. As far as I'm concerned, I'm not listening to one more word you say. I don't care what wonderful cause that you have for, you know, sending Christmas presents and shoeboxes all over the world. Don't care. You know, if you're willing to kill people and you, you did not listen to the spirit of God, you sat there and as people looked up to you as a leader and you tell them to get something that's going to kill them, you did not seek God. You did not go by anything but what you were feeling and what you were listening to in the propaganda machine. So I'm ashamed of you, Mr. Franklin Graham. So I just yeah. want to let you know that, you know, no, I'm sorry. Anybody who's, who's from a pulpit or, or at least the equivalent will mm-hmm. tell people that Jesus is not Jesus because that's basically what he was saying. Jesus is not right. the healer. Jesus is not really the son of God because he would have gotten the backs. I have no use for you. So yeah. there's my rant. No, that's good because uh, we missed when you said Franklin. I think I interrupted you the first time you said Franklin Graham, so I want to make sure we got the name out there. Um, but he's the son of Billy Graham, and he's not he's yeah. not Billy Graham by any stretch of the imagination. No, he is not. He's just a, a capitalist. Well, I'm saying that's that's not the wrong term, but he's a, he's an exploiter. 
You know, he's, he's riding on Billy Graham's coattails. Now, Billy Graham, you know, worshipped with presidents. Billy Graham was an advisor to several presidents. He was a spiritual leader. Um, but this kid is not Billy. He's not his father, just like Chris Wallace is not Mike Wallace. You know, it doesn't mean, uh, you know, uh, the Cuomo's. Andrew Cuomo is certainly not Mario Cuomo, who, as much as I disagree with him because he's a Democrat, was a decent guy and actually believed what he was saying. So it's really interesting. That, uh, well, is there something in Scripture about this, that the, the sons of famous fathers don't necessarily follow the path or, or stick to the, the, the righteousness of the father's path? They just they seek the money and the exploitation and the rewards created for them. Is there something in Scripture on that? There must be. Oh, yeah, all over the place. You know, the, the sons of kings, okay. I mean, it mentions all over the place where, you know, the, the king was a righteous king, and, but the sons were not. And when the kings were, were willing to pay the price to, to have the responsibility of their position and to, and to do right by the people, where the sons just wanted all the glory and the, and the uh, celebratory uh, uh, celebration of the masses to them. You know, they, they wanted... The, the worship of the people and, and the money and the palace and all the perks that came with that without having to pay any price, without having to be responsible to the people at all. So, um, and when you serve another God, that's what's going to happen. You know, Billy Graham served the one true God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I, that man did, he never, ever wavered after all these years and, and at 90 something years old when he died was still serving um, the same God and preaching the same Jesus. His gospel never changed. He preached the true gospel. So um, I don't know what happened to Franklin Graham, you know, other than, you know, like you said, he's just riding with daddy's coattails that, you know, he's mm-hmm. got the famous name and people just assume because you have the same name and you've got such a godly father that you have those same attributes. No, I'm sorry. It didn't work that way. We all yeah. stand before God alone. Yeah, you're judged alone, and it's interesting. Uh, you look at Hunter Biden. You know, there's someone uh, where who was actually abused, I think, uh, in so many ways by his father. Who you know, he's trying to either you know live up to some reputation or something, or he's being purposely rebellious. You know, I think there's a lot of biblical implications in what Hunter Biden and, and uh, Joe Biden are doing. Joe, who thinks it's okay to steal the presidency. Hunter, who thinks it's okay to do anything he wants, or is trying to get back at Daddy. You know, there's a lot of uh, great societal metaphors going on here in that little family. And it goes deeper than you know. Well, tell me. We got Bonnie here. I'll bring her on in a second. But, uh... <laughs> well, I mean, when, when Joe Biden's daughter, you know, when they found her diary, and, and she talks about uh, that Joe Biden was taking showers with her uh, at an inappropriate age, like above eight years old. Um, yeah. And that's, it, it's just so creepy, I can't even stand it. You know, so, and, and she doesn't understand why she has all these problems and addictions. I said, well, honey, <laughs> let's, let's dig a little deeper because, I, you know, they, there's a reason why Hunter Biden has, you know, Joe Biden's number in his phone as Pedo Joe. Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. So is there, yeah. Biden, is there a, a, a Joe Biden-Epstein connection that we haven't heard about because uh, it's been covered up by his protector class? Oh, there, it, you just don't even know. It, there's just so much out there, um, and I, I'm getting a check in my spirit that I, I don't need to be revealing anything right now. 
Okay, that's fine. <clears throat> so, so I'm not going to. If, unless, if God, as soon as he says go, you know, I'm just, just open it up mm. like a dam. Mm. But I, <laughs> well, and that makes sense because there's more important things. I mean, our freedom is more important. But I, I just find it fascinating yeah. um, that uh, – and I'm going to play – I have a new theme for Bonnie, so I won't let you hear that because you, you know me and my themes. Um, yes. but, uh, but just the idea that, that your phone uh, had an issue. Uh, my website got hacked again. Uh, Bill – um, had, uh, I forgot what happened to him. It was another phone thing that happened to him. Oh, it was password. You know, in fact, I got a notice from, from Google yeah. about six months ago saying, well, we've got all your passwords here and we don't think they're secure enough. You should change them. And I'm like, how the hell do you have all my passwords? <laughs> you know, and I thought to myself, what's yeah, the point of passwords? Yeah, because they collect them all. People think that they're exactly. secure, they're so, not. So this is why passwords are useless. You know, there's no reason for a passport. You might as well just, you know, make up something really insulting. Google sucks. That'd be a great password, you know? Just, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, contact info. Let's do that. And then let's say you can hang around if you got a couple minutes. And uh, I, I got to play you Bonnie's theme just because <laughs> cause I can. Yes, I want to hear Bonnie's theme. <laughs> I love Bonnie. <laughs> um, yeah, if anybody would like to get in touch with me. And if you have any questions, please go to the Facebook Oh My God report page. And please write your questions down there because I will gladly gather them through the week. And on next Wednesday, we, we can, you know, tackle anything that you, you want to discuss. Um, I'm thoroughly open to that, and I also want to hear what, what you have to say and what you have to think. Uh, we appreciate our listeners. You know, this is this is an interactive show. Uh, yeah. You can also get in touch with me at Wendy Arthur on Facebook and Art by Wendy Arthur on Facebook, as well as Dimensions Ministries page. So, as always, bow now, avoid the rush. <laughs> Here we go. There she sits, behind the microphone, a mild-mannered radio talk show host, news and weather person. But that's only part of the story. She's really a secret agent. Meet Bonnie Nesbitt, or as we address her, Bond, Jane Bond. Jane Bond travels the world incognito, trying to ferret out the world's most interesting stories and talking to the world's most dangerous people. So join us now as we go into the secret world of our secret agent, Bonnie Nesbitt, with her secret report, available exclusively on Action Radio. And now, Bonnie Nesbitt, also known as Jane Bond, with The Bond Report on Action Radio. Oh, the silly things we get up to here. Hi, Bonnie. <laughs> hello, hello. There we go. So, uh, <laughs> Wendy's still here, but she's good. She's sending a little <laughs> Kathleen Turnerist today, but that's okay. <laughs> okay, who's going to go? Should we, should we draw lots and, and do tiddlywinks? No, you go ahead, Bonnie. So, <laughs> Wendy, Wendy's what? just listening right now, but uh, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll get some comments okay. along the way. What's going on? What's happening? What you been doing all week? What uh, what mysteries do you do? Uh, uh. Uh, and have you been hacked or, or had your phone tapped or uh, you know have you been otherwise sabotaged by the deep state? Apparently, we all have. Where it's kind of like a uh, club right now. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, we all have. Is right. I can't say that I've personally been hacked, but I do know that we had tremendous technical issues yesterday, as you know, with the MP3 I was trying to send you, and I cannot for the life of me understand oh. why. But Isn't that interesting? That's my that's own what issue happened. right there. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. Yeah. I, I think normally... that, that got the whole ball rolling. 
Yeah, I forgot about that. But uh, that's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. So, so Wendy, so so Bonnie sent me some MP3s. We're going to do some hidden recordings. Normally, it's not a big deal. Then, did you get the one I sent you of your own theme? No, I did not. <laughs> I sent it an email. Oh, and it continues. Okay. Nope. Nope. Hey, FBI KGB, you're winning for now. You won the battle, but you're not going to win the war. We're going to defund you. You know, KGB, SOB. Right? <laughs> you know, yes. we'll get you. Yes. Sooner or later, we're going to win. So you might have have your fun now. Okay, I'm telling you right now, have your fun now. But, uh, you know, when this catches on, we get millions of people sending in your defund bill to Congress, then just, you know, I told you. <sighs> yes, exactly. exactly. No, I, and I like... The KJB, do you have an alternate identification acronym for that? Because I see the initials JB, and I'm automatically going Joe Biden, and I just don't know if the K stands for killer or what. No, KJB, 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 the KJB was the Russian secret. I know. I know. Right. I'm saying you need to give it a new definition. Oh, okay. Do you hear me on that? <laughs> I, I do hear you now. I'm just checking to see if ah, my website's working ah. again, you know, seeing as I uh, – <laughs> Nope, I, I just working. blew it up with that one statement. I just blew it up. It's never going to so, work well, again. All right, so, KG, so KGB. Well, you know, I had a new one for for for, for the GOP, the Grand Old Party. We call them the Gelding Old Party. Yes. So K- yeah, the Gelding. G- KGB. I'll think of something here. So KGB would, would be a government thing. Uh, kilo, yeah. Kilo Kilo Key. See, K's a hard letter to do because there aren't a lot of things that start with K. Not oh. not aside from killer. Ooh, killer. Thank you. So killer G, killer gas bag. Um, hmm. I'm going with killer. Okay, we'll we'll work on that. All right, killer. Hmm. And you want for secret police? Mm -hmm. I forgot what KGB stands for, but uh, there's been a bunch of I mean, I don't know what it stands for. Yeah, yeah, there has been. I just consider it the secret police for the Russians, but I don't know. I I think that we could have our own acronym and and, – that would be interesting. We, we, you know what we need is the Action Radio Secret Police. Mm. The ACSP. What would you call them? ACSP. Um, the Action Radio Raiders or something. We need, uh, I don't know, I'll think of something. So we, we need a secret police. Yeah. We need operatives. That's your job. Definitely. Jane, Jane Bond. Just don't, don't have them break any bridges in Crimea. You know, well, now let's talk about it. that. Now, have, uh, for folks that don't know, have you ever looked at the map of Ukraine? And Russia has a bridge to Crimea. I have. Crimea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's their bridge. Yeah. Right. Right. And if Russia's cutting off the biggest supplier of grain, I'm wondering why. What's the I – mean, are they trying to starve out everyone? Is that the ultimate goal in it all? And then I also got wind of a rumor about wanting a pipeline for ammonia. And I don't understand the motive behind that unless they're trying to somehow export something lethal. Or import something lethal. Not even I mean, sure. Ammonia, what, what is ammonia used for industrially? That's, that's for I don't really, really even know. But it was a oh, quick so little blurb that I heard on mm, a news update mm, yesterday. I don't know aside from killer gas. Yeah, no, ammonia, no. I mean, no, I would, uh, I would question what that's for. I mean, it's, 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 it's used I in chemical. It's for as well. There's ammonium nitrate that's used in fertilizer. Uh, it might be a fertilizer connection because I know in, in uh, the Netherlands, you know, especially the farmers have been denied mm-hmm. nitrogen fertilizers because they keep talking about nitrogen pollution. Well, that, that's like saying air is polluting. Sure. You know, the air itself is, you know, because the air is 72% nitrogen. Right. So that's just kind of silly. Um, but as far mm-hmm. as, uh, you know, pipelines and things, yeah, Ukraine. Uh, oh, here we go. This is, uh, oh, of course, Marco the Rescue in the Netherlands. How is the money used? 
About 80% of ammonia produced by industry is used in agriculture as fertilizer. Hey, I was right. Ammonia fertilizer. is also used as a, a refrigerant gas. What? We don't have Freon. For purification of water supplies and in the manufacture of plastics, explosives, textiles, pesticides, dyes, and other chemicals. It's probably used in ammunition, too. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know used, yeah. Probably. So ammonia has, all right. So ammonia has a lot of uses, but why would you need a pipeline? That doesn't make sense. I don't sense. know. That's, that's my don't... question. It doesn't make sense no, because the industries that would use it, you know, they could truck it in. I don't think they use it in such quantities that you couldn't truck it in uh, or, or tr- have a train or like a tanker car filled with ammonia. Um, mm-hmm. But a pipeline, exactly. pipelines for things, you know, I mean, you have a pipeline for oil because oil is used in everything from plastics to fertilizer to gasoline to diesel to tar to roofing stuff to road materials to you name it. So you need a pipeline because oil is in one place and the refineries are somewhere else. Huh. So what about mustard gas? Well, that's uh, that's chlorine and um, that's ammonia and bleach is what mustard gas is. That's why okay. they never mix those two. So those people that uh, wonder why they get sick when they mix their, their ammonia cleanser right. with their bleach cleanser, thinking they're going to make something right. really powerful. No, they're making death. <laughs> mustard gas. It'll, it'll kill you. Right. Uh, so you don't, you don't right. mix those two chemicals. Yeah. How so, and, you know, the warnings, you'd think they'd be really clear, but they're not. So mm-hmm. ammonia you find mm-hmm. in your Windex. And uh, bleach you find in your tub cleaner, you know. Right. So, so be right. careful of those two. All right. But Ukraine. But uh, so so uh, actually, there's a great video I post on the history of Ukraine from uh, Colonel Doug McGregor, who's been on the show a couple of times. One for a short time, you know, at Blog Talk, but he was on for an hour when I was back at WBY back in 2018. I played that uh, um, fairly recently. Not much has changed in his philosophy, but the information's changed. So, and then from Dr. Peter Pry, who was on, I really miss him. Uh, I think he died of a COVID shot last August, so it's almost a year ago now. Um, but he really spelled out before the, the, uh, uh, before the Ukraine war got started. He said, look, there's no reason for this. You know, it's, uh, the, right. the, the biggest problem is, you know, the, uh, our federal government that was stolen um, trying to, uh, you know, put Ukraine in NATO. Well, no country in Eastern Europe should be in NATO. NATO was a, was a North Atlantic treaty organization of Western European countries uh, as a buffer against um, the Warsaw Pact, which were the Eastern European countries, you know, seized by the, the then Soviet Union at the end of World War II. So when the Russian Federation came about because the Soviet Union collapsed, the Warsaw Pact collapsed, NATO should have uh, been abandoned at that point and let those countries go back to being individual countries again. But no. They want to have the, U- the, the European Union, and they want to do all this other stuff, and, they, and NATO wanted to expand over all of Europe. Well, right. I, that's insane. So Russia reacted as, as exactly we would react if, uh, well, not as we would react if China put missiles in Cuba because China's putting missiles in Cuba, and uh, we're not doing anything. But we have Joe Biden. We don't have John Kennedy, so that's different. But uh, the Crimea has always been Russian. In fact, Ukraine was Russian for hundreds and hundreds that's and right. hundreds of years. So, so the idea right. that Russia is invading Ukraine, their former territory, uh, is kind of stupid and ludicrous. You know, so it's, it's a bizarre thing. But the, the problem was it started with Lenin, who apparently put all kinds of ethnic Russians in Ukraine to divide up the population. So it would never be complete Ukrainian. You know, and you got the German Ukrainians on the east side, which, you know, that's where the Nazi brigades are the Azov brigades, mm-hmm. you've got the, the Russian communists, you ethnic Russians on the Western side and the Donbass and the Crimea. You've got Kiev in the middle. It's still Kiev folks. I don't care what Biden says, but right. uh, you know, and, and you got the Dnieper river, which kind of divides them all east and west. 
Oh, you know, you, you know, here's my, I got a question for you just uh, before we get into this again. Um, the okay. reason I know that, uh, that Obama speaks directly to, to Biden all the time and his voice is in his head constantly. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard uh, Biden say uh, Taliban? There's only one. Mm-hmm. If I have, I haven't paid enough attention. Uh, listen to this. Okay. Language. Let's get you in tune to this is what radio is really good because the only person that ever said Taliban was Obama. And so the okay. only place that Brandon could have picked up Taliban is from Obama. from Obama. So every time Obama said Taliban, it got imprinted on what's left of, of Brandon's brain. Of his brain. So when now when he <laughs> says Taliban, we know it's Obama talking. And that's how I know Obama's running things because he's picked up the speech yeah. patterns of just like he picks up, you know, uh, stage directions. Time to sit down now. You're not supposed to right. say that. You're supposed to right. sit down. But he'll, he'll actually say it, right? Yeah. So the reason he says yeah. stage directions yeah, he will. is that's to say it right. So he picks up the inflections of the people that are putting the voice in his head. So that's why he says Taliban. So you know it's Obama. I mean, that, that's, that's evidence right there. What do you think? I think that's an interesting theory. And, I mean, I've never – I know that Obama's been directly involved, but I've kind of been wondering who else is pulling the strings because I feel like there's somebody almost – behind Obama, if it's not George Soros yeah, or yeah. who's pulling Obama, you know, ulti- exactly, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and I do believe plant. that there's a, a, to a certain extent, yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, he's a plant. I mean, you know, Obama was put there. He was groomed from a young age. You know, he, he's the young, acceptable black guy to guilty white liberals. And we'll get on to Swami right. in just a minute because he's a, he's Obama too. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, we'll talk about him in a minute. We're going to actually have Jerome Bell's going to come on the show tomorrow. And we're going to have a, a, a Swami, uh, you know, uh, ex, uh, what's a, uh, not exploit, but what's the, what's the word, uh, examination. We're, we're going we're gonna to take a good, ah. look at Swami, good look at Swami tomorrow. Like, yeah. like an interrogation? Yeah, yeah, we're, gonna, yeah, we're definitely. So, so feel free to join us again tomorrow. It's going to be fun. Anyway, um, but Obama was selected. He was raised by, what, Frank Marshall Davis, the Marxist. You know, so he's got a Muslim totalitarian father. Because Muslim is a totalitarian religion. You know, conquers all, does, does whatever it does, uh, except for the peaceful parts of it, which are there, but not the, not the jihad part of it. Um, mm-hmm. And then you've got, so you, got, you combine Marxism and Muslim, Muslim you've got a totalitarian yes. theocracy combining with a totalitarian political system. Well, the, the net result is totalitarian. So Obama is a totalitarian. You know, especially when he spoke right. about his Muslim heritage to George Stephanopoulos, who said, you mean your Christian heritage? Oh, yeah, yeah. My Christian heritage. But again, these little things that are spoken, people speak truth when they're not, when they're, when they're guards down. It's like, uh, Mm -hmm. what's her name? Harris saying, uh, when we uh, reduce the population, you know, she let that little thing slip the other day. Yeah. Anyway, but, um, but the point is Obama was selected, you know, and there's certain things that are secret about his life. We still don't know his college grades. You know, we don't even know if he went to class or was he just groomed, you know, to be, uh, to be the Marxist leader. Now, he was elected, as mm-hmm. far as I can tell. And it looks like he was elected, honestly, but that wouldn't be hard with all the guilty white people out there. And Did the they ever Obama... actually prove that he was truly born in Hawaii? Well, no. We had uh, Joe Arpaio on the show. His birth certificate's a fraud. Arpaio ruled it a right. fraud. So I doubt he was born in the United States or a native-born American, mm-hmm. you know, which makes everything he did illegal. But was he elected in That's terms of did they point. cheat to put him in? I don't think they cheated for that. No, probably as, not. As far as citizen, as far as citizen, no, I don't believe he. I don't believe he was eligible to be president as a natural born citizen. No. I don't either. Have you looked into it? 
I haven't investigated any further than when they brought it up, what, six years ago, eight years ago, right before Trump got big and made it a big sticking point. I was mm-hmm. behind it all the way, and then it, I kind of honestly let it drop because once Trump was elected president, I, I was just like so thrilled that we now had this change that I didn't really care anymore whether he was a citizen or not. It's not going to undo history if we prove that he isn't because he was elected into office for eight years, and we had to deal mm-hmm. with the ramifications of it, including the sham of Obamacare, which I still think is one of the worst pieces of legislation to ever push through with so much pork it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You look at all the inflation of this now. You look at the, the trillions of dollars. You know, I had this argument on Facebook the other day with people. It's, you know, the, talking about, uh, you know, the foreign wars and everything like that. And I said, well, look, if you've taken all the money spent on Obamacare, on um, Iraq, Afghanistan, you know, and now Ukraine, and you could put that into a, a uh, both a school choice and a health choice plan where people could actually have, especially vouchers if they're lower income, lower income, and they could, uh, you know, pick really good stuff through competition. And we have pretty different pretty decent education, a pretty decent health system, you know, even with, yeah. you know, spend, you know, but it wouldn't even cost as much as the money they spent on these places, but they wasted all these trillions of dollars, you know, made the military industrial mm-hmm. complex rich, but they didn't actually accomplish anything in terms of uh, helping us or those countries. They just made certain people rich, you know, total waste right. of time. Yeah. Right. Well, speaking of spending money, how do you feel about the fact that there's over a billion dollars that's been approved yet again for Ukraine to just continue the effort? Well, Ukraine is the new Afghanistan, which is the new Iraq, which is the new Vietnam, which is the new Korea, which is, you know, to some extent, World War II, uh, going back to World War mm-hmm. One, you know, and in other words, the war, war is a business and the business of war is to get in one, um, use a whole bunch of propaganda like the Spanish American war. That'd be another good example. Uh, William Randolph, who said, uh, you know, uh, I forgot how he said it, uh, you know, you get the military, I'll get the war or something like that. I'll create the war. Anyway, so, so the, remember the main, remember, remember the main, you know, I mean, it was before our time, obviously, but that was the, the main battleship that was sunk uh, in Havana Harbor. Well, we have to retaliate. And yeah. We got the Spanish-American War, and then we got, you know, Cuba, the Philippines, a <laughs> bunch of other different places. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but it was a fake war. There's no need for it. I mean, Cuba was not going to attack us. You know, same thing, uh, World War I, make the world safe for democracy. Well, we're a republic. So that's kind of contrary. And you don't make the world safe for democracy by uh, attacking a whole bunch of different countries when they're perfectly happy fighting themselves and killing themselves. There's no reason to go into World well, War I. Well, you also one. don't make yeah, it a – mm-hmm. Yeah, and you don't make it a democracy when you go against the will of the people and push a point mm-hmm. or a propaganda. Well, we're not a democracy hey, anyway. Why, 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 would, why would we impose no, we're, a, we're a, a, a government that's not ours? That doesn't make sense. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So World War II, same thing. You know, we uh, basically had all the markets, all the money, all the factories. You know, but then we started the profit wars. World War II is for a good reason. Hitler, you know, Tojo. I understand right. World War II. Um, but I don't yeah. understand anything after that. There's no reason for Korea. There's, there's no reason to split those countries. There's no reason to split Vietnam. When you split countries, they go to war. You know, the only one that didn't go to war was uh, East and West Germany. Oh, they could have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but that's what, you know, we the worst impacts. Yeah. But these wars are designed to make money. They're designed for the government to spend money on arms so the military contractors are rich. They're designed to uh, mm-hmm. borrow money so the Fed gets rich. Uh, they're designed to increase right. inflation so uh, the government gets rich. You know, <clears> the only people <throat> who don't get rich are us. So my cure for the billion dollars for Ukraine, the trillions of dollars that were spent needlessly on COVID when we could have spent you know, a couple of million dollars on hydroxychloroquine and solved it in about six weeks, um, 
I wrote an article, the, the cure for COVID is always freedom to my Substack, and you, know, you might find that interesting. But the cure for all of these things uh, is our constitutional amendment to take away the power of Congress to borrow money, which you can't read right now because my, web, my website's been hacked. <laughs> but I can tell you right. that. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So very simply, what it says um, is that Article 1, Section 8, uh, there's a clause that says Congress shall have the power to, and it lists things like lay and collect taxes, all that other kind of stuff. Well, the second clause says to borrow money on the credit of the United States. So what our bill does is it takes away that line and says that uh, Congress shall not have the power to borrow money on the credit of the United States, nor to create a central bank, nor to print money to cover expenses. There's like one other thing in there. I forgot what it is. So basically it gets rid of the Fed, uh, stabilizes the currency, stops Congress from borrowing money and would bring about unparalleled prosperity in this country and would end all the foreign wars. We'd have deflation. The prices would drop. The money, the monetary, the money supply would stay stable. Uh, as population and wealth grew, you know, the money would become more valuable. The price of goods would drop. The, the money transfer, instead of inflation towards the government, would be deflation back towards the people. So as the value of our money increased, our purchasing power would increase and, and it would be a transfer of value back to people through deflation. So, so the answer right. to your question for the billion right. dollars is the answer to a, a multitude of questions. Is our constitutional amendment to end all congressional borrowing now? I think that's, I think it's pretty brilliant, actually, because it would, Ooh. I mean, it's, it's almost commonsensical to the point that, <laughs> yeah, I know. No, but it's very true, because if you do go into the, to the opposite of what's happening now by putting those things in place, you're essentially giving people the one thing that we've been talking about for the past couple of weeks that the government has intentionally been trying to strip people of, and that is their identity. You give them purchasing power, and now you're giving them self-worth. They feel like they're contributing to the family, contributing to the economy, instead of just another cog in the machine. So it essentially undoes a lot of the damage that, would, that has been pushed out there by saying you are just a number, you are a nobody, and trying to destroy that middle class and have nothing but the upper echelon and the, the poor plebs at the bottom of the food chain who are basically left to succumb to whatever handouts the government gives them. Mm-hmm. Well, the poorest don't do that badly off. I mean, they, they get the welfare, they get the, the money, and the rich get the corporate welfare. So there's welfare both mm-hmm. ends of the political spectrum. It's the middle that gets crushed, that pays the most well, out of, of their income. For, so, but this would, this would be a middle-class revolution because if the government mm-hmm. stops borrowing, be. you know, I mean, what's the tax rate if the government stops borrowing? It's going to be pretty low. It would have to be. It would have to be. Yeah. But what about the trillions and trillions of dollars of debt that the government owes to all of these other countries from these previous wars and all of that? Would that mm-hmm. magically solve the problem of being able to pay it off? Well, that get, that debt gets paid off every year, in part. How, what, how do how do we how do we raise money? How does the government raise money? Taxes. Yeah. How else does it raise money? From borrowed money. Interest. That's what you're getting bills. at. Treasuries, treasuries, treasury bills, treasury bonds, treasury things like that. So a treasury bill, a treasury note, treasury bond, uh, we should, this is more okay. of a Derek question, but all those treasuries that are issued at whatever interest rate they are, 30-year treasuries, 20-year, 10-year, 5-year, whatever it is. So treasuries are issued, and that says that if you buy a treasury, uh, we will pay your money back plus interest. It's a loan. Right. It, it's, mm-hmm. But, but it's, it's part of the debt. So every year, treasuries that were issued – one, five, 10, 20, 30 years ago, when they come due, they're paid off. That's what they say. When they say we have to pay off our obligations, that's what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. 
So those obligations have to be paid or we lose our credit rating. So you have to pay off the sure. treasuries and you have to pay off the interest. So when you talk about the interest on the national debt, it's really the interest on those individual treasuries. Now, when the government issues treasuries and people buy them, they take that money and then they use that. That's where they mm-hmm. get their money from. All right. Right. Um, when the temporary. government buys treasuries. I mean, it really is temporary. Well, yeah, yeah, because it still has to be paid back with interest. Of course. But they use the money immediately. And how do they, how do they pay it back? They borrow more money. They borrow more. They raise the well, debt ceiling, and then they borrow more. Right. And if you're borrowing money to pay your debt, what's that called? A loan. Bankruptcy. It's called bankruptcy. Definition of bankruptcy well, is when, when you have to borrow money to pay your debts. You don't have any money to pay your debt. So, so officially, the government is bankrupt $32 trillion. So the question is, if all borrowing – this is why I came up with this plan. If all borrowing stops today, no more borrowing. Mm-hmm. As those treasury notes, bills, bonds come due, and as they're paid off, which they would have been anyway, what happens to national debt? It gets reduced by right. however much they paid off the treasury bills. Uh, what happens to the, the interest on the national debt if there's less debt? Well, the interest goes interest. down, clearly. Right. So over, we figured about 30 to 40 years, if the government stops borrowing today, the national debt will be gone. Mm-hmm. And it'll be painless the more time that goes by, the lower that debt gets. And is it, all they're going to do is just allocate less and less money each year to, to pay those bonds, you know, notes and uh, treasury bills. And as they get paid off, the debt goes away. Eventually, you won't have any debt at all. And it can't be replaced because Congress can't borrow money. So then the, the question becomes, yeah. how, do you, how do you continue to fund new programs if you're not borrowing more money or anything? If you're focusing on paying off your debts, how does the government expand any kind of programming for the increase in population? I don't want the government to expand. Through taxes? Well, if no, they're taking more do, money in but taxes. But I'm saying if they can't get – yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you're assuming that the government has to expand. Because no, the government doesn't have to expand. They have to readapt. They have to be flexible and change, and they have to rein mm-hmm. in their own spending first and, and basically uh, put themselves in check uh, with a budget, an actual right. budget that they keep. Mm-hmm. So why would the government have to borrow money uh, to adapt? Why couldn't they just change their policies? The states don't borrow money. States have to have a balanced budget every year. How do they do it? They rearrange their budget or they raise taxes. Those are the two options I see. Exactly. And what happens to the states that raise taxes? We all move out. <laughs> you know, yeah, everybody moves out. Yeah. It, it's not an accident that uh, people like me move from California to Florida. I mean, I got a job here, but I also looked for a job here. I didn't look for a job in uh, yeah, but, you know, Illinois or Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah, I looked for a job sure. in Florida because well, I wanted to come here. California mm-hmm. is one of, one of the highest tax states that there is, but if you mm-hmm. add that up on top of the LGBTQ agenda in that state alone, I'd be leaving just for that. <laughs> no, I didn't. So I didn't leave for that. What caused me to leave? What really caused me to leave was I got a job, but I was also looking for a job out there uh, from somewhere else. But what really caused me to leave was that I realized I could not win. I could not win there. There was never mm-hmm. going to be a time, you know, in my lifetime, or at least you know when I'm still functioning and you know active and doing things, where there wouldn't be a leftist majority controlling everything I did. I wouldn't be able to get a gun permit. I wouldn't be right. able to, you know, live free. I wouldn't be able to spend the money the way I wanted. I'd always have, uh, you know, a collective leftist guilt trip trying to regulate every aspect of my behavior. And, the, and I was never going to win uh, in the elections because there are already too many illegals voting, too many leftists voting, 
to the East Coast mm-hmm. and Midwest liberals who came to California voting, I was never going to win. So I left. Right. Now I'm happy. Right. Yeah. Well, good. So, yeah. I would be happy but that's, too. Exactly. But that's the thing. So you've got to get out of where, you're, where it's not working and go to a place where it's working. Once you realize you Absolutely. can't win, and that's what and a lot of other people have made the same decision. But it, but if we can stop the borrowing, see, here's the, and what you do is exactly what a lot of people do, and I'm not sure why, but everybody seems to want to help government spend more money. The first thing people say is, you know, actually, what, what people say usually when I propose this, that the, the government, the Congress be banned from borrowing money. So, well, what if we have a war? I said, well, what if we have a war? Well, we need to borrow money. I said, really? So if China lost, you know, launches hypersonic missiles that'll be here in 15 minutes. Do you really think Congress is going to meet and borrow money? No. <laughs> you know, no. There's no time in a real war. Mm-hmm. So, so if you take away the power to borrow money, you take away the fake wars. You take away the Koreas, the Vietnams, the Afghanistan's, the Iraqs, and the Ukraines. You take away that possibility because they can't borrow money. The constituents right. won't let them. Okay. The next thing we can go after are the, all the subsidies, especially ethanol. There's no reason for that. There's no reason for subsidies on electric cars. So they'll actually have to do some accounting at the federal government. Then they'll have to take a look at all the things that they spend that are wasteful, the proverbial six hundred dollar mm-hmm. toilet seat, you know, from years back. Right. So they're going to start. They're going right. to have to start audit, auditing all their departments and all their spending. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot. Of Who's going to audit them? The IRS agents that Biden just added? Well, I mean, the Congress. <laughs> they're only going to have so much money if they cannot borrow money and they want to fund things, they're going to have to wrestle over the money they do have. But do you understand the quandary? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that that's a bad concept. I'm just saying mm-hmm. who's going to do the job of auditing all of that because now you're talking man hours, and somebody needs to take responsibility and step up. Is it we the people? Do we step up and say, hey, on my free time, I'm willing to check your budget and look over it since this is my money you're dealing with? Are we well, no, trustworthy we already, enough to do that as a nation? Well, we need better people in office, but generally uh, the, the Congress, is, Congress does that. So Congress has 12 appropriations bills they're supposed to pass every year of, of various groupings of departments that are like departments. So in other words, it would be the, like the defense, the NBA, let's just pass, National Defense mm-hmm. um, Administration Act or whatever it's called. Uh, it's, it's the military budget. In fact, we went over it in excruciating detail on Friday, all the Republican amendments. And the interesting mm-hmm. thing is all the amendments on China never got reported in the news. There's like 20 different amendments to, to block China from our technology, from our military bases, from our universities, from, from Taiwan, from uh, telling uh, uh, our, our Taiwan you know, military people in this country that they can't wear their Taiwan uniform. That's what China does. You know, there's all these things that China does that I had no idea about until I read the entire bill on the air. Uh, we have Catherine Arnett, who's the Marine who they've been, they keep trying to court-martial. She's now one of our reporters. <laughs> We're everywhere. <laughs> it's amazing. Right. Um, but but uh, but the but the, the single greatest thing we could do would be to take away the power of Congress to borrow money. That would solve an amazing amount of problems. And they'll budget. They'll have to budget. You know, because there's only so right. much money left. You know, I'd rather have them arguing over five trillion dollars than being able to borrow twenty trillion. Because mm-hmm. tax revenues are about five trillion. That's how much they get. And if they can't run this country on five trillion, then they're, they're spending money in the wrong places. Well, I agree. And I wasn't trying to imply that the government needs to expand. I, I wholeheartedly agree okay. that they need to keep their budget in check. Um, it, it is a default, though, of a lot of people. You're absolutely right that that's the first reaction people think of is, well, then how are how is this going to be funded? I don't want to lose my Social Security. I don't want to lose my welfare. Well, it's a and, fund. and that is yeah. – it is a separate fund, yes, but people uh-huh. jump to that conclusion. When they say that government needs to stop spending, they immediately jump to the conclusion that that means all government programs will have to cease. 
if they have to make themselves get in check. No, it's not. No, no, no. It's not true. If you, if and, you think it was I, just a, yeah, they don't borrow money to pay Social Security, by the way. As far as I know, they don't borrow money for that. That just comes out of the regular budget. No, it comes out of the budget, but it's, it's already been spent. It's already been overspent. They have gone above and beyond what their budget is of Social Security. The government mm-hmm. has never issued less in Social Security benefits than what they've received. They have always overspent. And that's why every single year they're increasing the cost of living, that every time the cost of living increase goes up for Social Security to have those benefits go out to people, you don't Mm -hmm. see an increase in Social Security tax. We've not once seen it. It has remained at 6.2% for years and years and years. So Mm -hmm. out of every paycheck, we are paying the same percentage. The employer is matching the same percentage, but the cost of living benefits get exponentially larger and larger and larger, which is why the funds, even though there's more workers, the funds are dwindling faster because they're spending more than what's being brought in no matter what. And now well, they're they borrowing against, against future generations. Yeah, they borrowed against yes. the trust fund too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but this, it's a myth, and I've talked about this before a lot of times, that the employer is matching. So let, let me explain it this way and see if it makes sense. That well, you know, you, when, uh, yeah, you explained when, the last time that we talked about right. that. When an employee mm-hmm. is hired, the employer, there's a cost to the employer. And right. there's a cut, and there's and there's a, a benefit of income to the employee. Now there's a difference of 15% cost to the employer, and benefits the employee. Mm-hmm. Now you can say the employer is mm-hmm. contributing seven, half, and the employee is contributing half, but it's not true. What's happening is that the employer is paying 15% to the government to hire that employee. Right. right. And that employee is not getting seven and a half. They're not putting in seven and a half. They're actually putting in 15 of the money they would have gotten. Mm-hmm. Well, and the same holds true for unemployment tax. That's an additional cost to the employer. So mm-hmm. they have to take that into consideration. Anytime you hire an employee, you mm-hmm. have to take a look at how much you want to pay that employee per hour and then look at the actual real cost. So there's going to be an additional cost per hour for having mm-hmm. that employee. And, it, sure. and it's remitted to the state in these pools of funds. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's going to be anywhere from um, – a full, well, it's hard to give dollar amounts. I was going to say an extra dollar per hour, but it is actually more than that. It's, it's more like a 10% above and beyond what you hire an employee in at is what it's actually going to cost you in employer funds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but as for Social Security, that, that program was always going to have to end. It's only a question of mm-hmm. when. So for a certain, uh, I think it was Stephen Moore who explained that 45 uh, is the basic age, where if you're over 45, um, you're going to make more money staying in Social Security. But if you're under 45 and you start putting 10% or 15% of your money into a mandatory investment account, you're going to make more money than you get on Social Security. So the answer to Social Security right. is not how do we fund it, how do we raise taxes, how do we borrow more money. The answer to Social Security is to end it. You know, and so, but people don't, but that, it, I mean, there's no other choice. It's like, we know the Ukraine war is going to end up in a negotiated settlement. That's the only possible outcome, mm-hmm. you know, but we, but we can right. keep fighting and continue and people can keep dying for no reason. if that's what all of you collectively insane people want in government, but it's not going to change the outcome. The outcome is going to be the same. You're going to have to have a negotiated settlement because Russia is not going to allow Ukraine to beat them. Same thing with social security. Mm-hmm. The plan is designed to fail. It always was when it started. Mm-hmm. The retirement age was 65. Well, you know what life expectancy was? No, it's probably about 60. <laughs> no, about 57. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So in other words, they, they purposely designed a program where the benefactors would be dead before they got it. Well, of course it made Exactly. 
<laughs> but Social Security is never individual security. It's always social. So in other words, Social Security is not a, an individual retirement plan. It's a government second income plan, second income tax right. plan. It always was because right. they spend, they spend mm-hmm. Social Security money. So the whole thing is a fraud. So the sooner we get out of it, the better for this country. So if we end congressional borrowing, if we put Social Security on a fast track to a privatized Chilean-type system, where instead of 15%, even 10%, just say, look, 10% of your money from your paycheck is going to be put into an investment mm-hmm. account. Your choice, you know, but uh, you'll get it uh, at 65 or 62 earlier mm-hmm. or even, even 60. Let's, let's say 60. So from, from, mm-hmm. 20, from, from 18 to 60, you know, your money's 10% of your money, wherever you get it from, government, you know, private, doesn't matter. Uh, it's going to go into mm-hmm. um, a private account, and that's going to be your retirement. And most people would get far more money, you know, doing 10% a year compounding. You know, if you, you put 10% Definitely. of your money every year in the S&P 500, for example, you're going to make mm-hmm. a fortune mm-hmm. after 41 years of work compounded. Right. right. Well, and that's, that's, mm-hmm. that was actually brought about, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was George W. Bush that introduced that whole concept of investing yeah. into the stock market with your social security rather than having the government do it for you. And I thought it was brilliant. Well, it was, but nobody no, not really. It. Cause it, it's, it didn't get rid of the social security program. So the thing is you have to uh, get rid of social security so that people can keep their money when they, when they, when they die. So in other words, right but now, when you, the, what, what? what if you gave them the option though, you can either do it this way or, oh, yeah, you, you know, obviously, option. yes, you're saying, right. But and that's what he was pushing was giving people the option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now it's got to it's got to just be ended. You, you know, you can't go on. You've got to take a certain age and say, okay, you know, from uh, from this date, you know, people that start work uh, as of January first, two thousand and I don't know thirty, <laughs> or you know, mm-hmm. you folks, you guys are going to be on a on a separate system. You know, we're just gonna you're just gonna start off from you know from scratch with ten percent of your money going into a private retirement account. That's just the way it goes. Mm-hmm. That's how mm-hmm. they have to do it. Yeah. And that would eliminate all this worry about Social Security going broke because it's going to go. It is going to go broke because more people are taking yeah. more money. You know, the, a smaller percentage is going in. I mean, this is what I think a lot of the illegal aliens are here for: is to supplement Social Security, even though they're not allowed to work here. Right. You know. Right. So this, there's some sneaky things going on. Huh. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so we got to end that. But so, so we have borrowing. Ending. Uh, what else you got? Because I got I got like a ton of issues of, of things that are happening. What what nasty well, secret stuff have you found out? <laughs> that I, I haven't gossip. found any nasty secretive stuff. I mean, I I looked and obviously you know there's the one thing with Matt Gates pushing to have the whole charges against Trump, basically the witch hunt. He's trying to get an end for that. So I applaud that. Mm-hmm. But I haven't well, found I mean, anything new and sneaky aside from okay. the fact that the Secret Service did call off the investigation on the cocaine that they found in the White House, Ooh, okay. basically saying that two they can't issues. trace it to any one person. Mm-hmm. Two big issues. Yeah, two big issues. One, Soldier of Fortune reported that there were fingerprints on the bag and the Secret Service knows who it is. Oh, oh I did not even find that out. It's on my Facebook page. Hey, Action Radio okay. never sleeps. We're always looking. Okay, so that's the first thing. The second yes. thing is I came up, I came to the conclusion yesterday, and it's too bad Matt Gates doesn't listen to me, even though I talked to him personally in his rally last month, uh, because I could really help him out. And give him some really good stuff to do, like I used to do when he called my show every week, you know, back in uh, mm-hmm. 2017, 2018. You know, when he called me the Ideas Factory, which was 
pretty much true. That hasn't changed. Anyway, so a lot of the gen- – let me run this by you and see what you think. See if my logic is, is okay. sound, as they say. So a lot of people okay. you know, are in the D.C. gulag um, being prosecuted by the, the, uh, the DOG, DOJ KGB. Blah, blah, blah. I can't mess that up. Um, and one of the charges is obstructing an official proceeding. Right. And the official proceeding uh-huh. being the congressional account, you know, to verify you know, the, the, the Trump versus the Brandon electors. We'll talk about that in a minute, too. Well, if, if it's a crime to block an official proceeding and oversight of Congress is an official proceeding, is not the Department of Justice and the FBI guilty of obstructing an official proceeding by withholding evidence on Hunter Biden, by blocking by, uh, by not allowing for investigations, by stonewalling, by keeping documents, by all the things they're doing, they're actually obstructing an official proceeding. So why aren't their asses in jail? And why hasn't the Republican gelding said something? That's a great question. I'm wondering the same thing. And I have been wondering hmm. that. Okay. Well, I just thought of it last night. So share it on your show. See what happens. <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> yeah. well, I, might, I don't I might have call, the freedom uh, to do that. Oh, okay, well, you do here, so okay. So, so th- we, we yes. might even have to give you an assumed name. And now, the mystery person who does not have a show on radio. Okay, fine. That's right. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> well, so, so the official proceeding is one thing. Now, so the other thing we mentioned was uh, Hunter Biden. So the, there's there's an oversight mm-hmm. hearing. Uh, Hunter, I'm not sure when Hunter's coming up, but there's two IRS agents after the show today um, who are going to be blowing their proverbial whistles. Um, all over the fact that the DOJ, again, obstructed an official proceeding by not allowing for the investigation of Hunter Biden, basically shutting down the IRS agent, saying you can't investigate him, he's privileged, you can't touch him. That will be interesting. Mm, that will here's be. the question. Here's the question. Will the GOP okay. geldings, the Geldold party, will they take the information from the whistleblower and turn it into charges and actually call for people to be arrested? Or fired. Oh, or I the Holman, Holman I rule sh- to get rid of their salaries. Yes or no? Will they do it? I'm going to say they probably will not. Sad, mm-hmm. sad, because, sad. Because? Because? Well, because ultimately they feel like they're not going to get anywhere with it. They know there's other strings being pulled, and there's going to be a way for the Democrats to get their way out of it. Mm-hmm. That's all there is to it. They're not. They're not going to be held accountable because being held accountable would be public lashings, and they want to continue to make everyone think that it's the GOP that is the problem. So the reason the Republicans are not pursuing legitimate charges of obstructing official proceedings, withholding evidence, aiding and abetting a felon, and a multitude of other charges is because they don't want to look bad. <laughs> Something's seriously wrong here. Oh, so well, why of they, course it is. Of course it is. But, but my question was kind of rhetorical, because why we know why the Republicans are gutless. They've got a perfectly good case. Well, now, course. let's reverse it. Let's reverse it. Let's, let's say that, um, well, <laughs> Trump and his kids were dealing cocaine, had influence in different countries, all that other kind of stuff. And a couple of IRS whistleblowers came forward and said, wait a minute, we can't prosecute the Trumps because the Trump administration says we can't and we're being blocked. What would the Democrats mm-hmm. do? They I mean, would do it anyway. Were, yeah, of course. They go forward <laughs> with the investigation, right? They require it. In fact, yeah. they charge oh, those definitely. people in, the, in Trump's Department of Justice with obstruction. 
They would. So, they absolutely would. Yeah. If not obstruction, they would charge them with discrimination of some sort. They would make up some ludicrous discrimination case, and they would yeah. say, well, how dare you accuse us of doing that? That's, that's legal discrimination. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But the point is that they've got all the tools they need to do the job, the Republicans do, but they absolutely refuse to, uh, to do anything. They will not fight back. They will not do anything. Right. They'll talk a good game. You know, even Matt Gates, you know, my congressman, he talks a good game. He asks really good questions in hearings, but he never puts forward a motion to strip these people of their salaries and pensions. He never puts forward a, a, a bill to defund the entire agencies. He never actually, I mean, he does some minor things. He gets a lot of defense spending for us here because we've got the military area, but he never actually takes the information they find. None of them do and actually translates it into real concrete action. They simply, they don't. that's my problem. Yeah. Okay. Whew, many issues to go. I think I, I think it could change the GOP name to to gutless and instead of gelding. I like gelding. You know what a gelding is? Isn't that like a young horse that you can whip into shape? No. A no? gelding is a male, Have gelding a male misunderstood? horse. Yeah, gelding is a male horse that's been castrated. Well, same thing. <laughs> whip it into shape? I don't think so. <laughs> So the reason if it's, this is if the, it's been castrated, it's docile. Oh, it's definitely docile. And the, this is why I say the only men in the Republican Party are the women. <laughs> you know, when right. you look at it. Right. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. So what do you think a soldier of fortune finding, uh, standing by their store, that their fingerprints on the cocaine bag? And, of course, as soon as the fingerprints were found, Secret Service closed down the investigation. Isn't that special? Oh, so much. <laughs> I love that you phrase it as isn't that special. <laughs> I mean it's it's sheer it's sheer cover up. It's absolutely it's just like when Biden had all of those files in his special sports car, you know? It's mm-hmm. the same mm-hmm. idea of, well, we're not gonna talk about that. We're just gonna put a, a rug over that or a sheet over that in the corner. Nothing to see here, folks. Let's put the magic yep. wizard mm-hmm. of curtain down. Pay no yep. attention to the man behind the curtain. Yeah, when you gas guzzling Corvette contributing to the destruction of yes. the planet. Oh, right. The shame of it all. Right. Well, all right. It, it is. It's it's the mm-hmm. shame of it all. The same the same way that um we have Pete Buttigieg, who is our former South Bend, Indiana mayor, oh, how uh, around here. Mayor? He's very well known for being. How oh, he was Pete? terrible. Why? He was absolutely terrible. And and I don't know if I've told you this or not, but I I really do. I look at him no. and I all I see is Pee Wee Herman. I see Pee Wee Herman <laughs> every single time I look at him. All oh he God. needs is a bow tie and Sherry the chair, and you know, <laughs> he's totally Pete Buttigieg, Pee Wee Herman. You should make not even get. Uh, no, you need a P.D. Herman. You need a P.D. Herman comedy sketch. P.D. Herman. P.D. Oh, Herman. I could. Yeah, for Pete I could totally Petey do Herman. that. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. P.D. Herman. Mm-hmm. Hi. I'm the mayor of South Bend. He was awful. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> now, he couldn't even get popular. real man here at. Uh, Department of Transportation, I'm going to whip those people into shape. I'm going to make those trains run on well, time. He... Sorry. That's Pete. right. That's right. Manly Pete. Who and the magic in a word, way. today's word of the day is... <laughs> today's magic See, word I... is um, transportation. Jesus. <laughs> oh, Unfortunately, I'm not well versed in Peter Herman. Did, didn't, wasn't he caught in like a, a porn theater doing stuff that we can't talk about? He was. Won't do, don't want yeah. to talk about on the air? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Years later, years later, he uh-huh. was definitely. Okay. But but How he's still Pete? like Does Mayor Pete. Mayor, have an Mayor Pete, moment? I don't know what he's been caught in. Well, I, who knows? He's he's in a gay relationship with a surrogate child, and you know, took a paternal leave. I I, I just have 
if people want to give him such respect and say, well, isn't that special? He took off some time to be with his new baby and so feed Cheerios feed? over the breakfast table. Exactly, right? No, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming breakfast. Like, yeah. what dad's not going to do that? I mean, for real. That's <laughs> totally up his alley. And being who he is, I can just totally see him trying to play that oh, out. But oh, the funny. sympathy is ridiculous for how much time yeah. he took away in the middle of things that were going on mm-hmm. in the country to be oh, yeah. there the, for the, his the, child. And, and he's, The planes weren't flying. The trains were derailing. And he's, you know, bottle feeding. Great. Thanks, Pete. Appreciate yep. your support. Yep. Yep. Uh, well, right. And what about all of the moms in America who are doing that? And they don't get well, any kind of recognition. They're just doing what is expected to be done, or they don't even get maternal leave as far as their job goes. A lot of women are back at work within a couple of weeks. I myself, I didn't have that luxury. I did not get any time off. I gave birth, and I was nursing my newborn child 24 hours later working. So oh, my God. Wow. It, I have the ability to work from home, so, you know, thank goodness for the flexibility to be able to do that. But mm-hmm. many women don't get enough time off, and yet, PD, PD Herman gets, what did he get, two months, three months off three. to just go be yeah, with Chad? Months. Well, he's yeah. with government, though, so yeah. it's, it's different. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, well it's, I think fathers should take time off, too. Uh, I, I, I don't know how, yes. you know, I'm not big on mandates, but, uh, you know, fathers need to bond with their kids, too. But quite frankly, you know, fathers bond with their kids when they're a little older, you know, like one or two. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I started really hanging out with my kid more when she was two years old. Just because she was more interesting, yeah. we could do more stuff. We could go walking. We could go exploring the neighborhood. You know, we do we do you know dad and there's kid there's, stuff. So before right. that, there's you not know, really a whole lot that there's not a lot you can do except support your wife and yeah. be there for the bottle washing and be there mm-hmm. for running to the store when there's a midnight craving and yeah, just a support system like, to cry on because it's overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that that's kind of basic biology. And anybody that understands that, you know, dads out there, hey, wait mm-hmm. a couple of years. Believe me, you're gonna have plenty of time with the kids. You know, it's not going to be a problem. Of course. They're, they're going to want plenty of time with you. So uh, I spent, you know, as, even as a single weekend dad, you know, we were always doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Plenty of time together. It was great. All right. A um, couple of news. Uh, but the thing is, you know, just because you're, you're gay and you're married to a dude, you know, and if you've got a kid mm-hmm. that you're bottle feeding, does not, that, that's not a crisis that needs to be uh, or that's not something that <laughs> needs to be rewarded uh, with three months of taxpayer <laughs> uh, funding while the country's falling apart. All right. There's a couple that's of right. stories that are not there. Thank you. There's a couple of stories that aren't making the news that should. Uh, and the first one is one that uh, uh, Diane Warner, who does our election integrity report, pointed out that there are the Michigan Attorney General. I don't know if you've seen this yet. Michigan, and this is right from Gateway Pundit. Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel uh, criminally charges 16 what they're calling dueling Trump electors in the 2020 election. So Michigan being a battleground state put forward two mm-hmm. slates of electors, as did the other battleground states. That's what made them battleground states. Arizona, Nevada, New Mexico, Michigan, uh, Minnesota, uh, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. All the places were having election controversies. Uh, they all put forward Brand, uh, Brandon and Trump electors. Well, the Democrat governors and secretaries of state usually put forward the Brandon electors, and the state legislatures, the Republican state legislators, put forward Trump electors because Trump won. Mm-hmm. So this right. is this is this is the uh, this is sort of Damocles hanging over this entire uh, coup. See, the coup knows they don't talk about it. The mainstream media doesn't talk about it. Nobody really talks about it except us. But the most important factor of January sixth was not quote the insurrection. That was just a cover up. The real right. coup was taking legitimate state legislature confirmed Trump electors 
And Mike Pence denied the Trump electors and took the Brandon electors and he lied. He said, I, you know, I have to follow the Constitution. I have to take, you know, I cannot have the Trump electors, even though they were the ones put forward by the state legislatures, which had the power of elections mm-hmm. for the Constitution. So he lied. He's the cool leader. And he's around, you know, uh, we haven't even gotten to Tucker Carlson's thing this weekend. We spent a bunch of time on that yesterday. But, um, but that's the key to the whole thing. So those Trump electors are still out there. Now, what I do not understand is why the state's, the state legislatures, the Republican state legislatures, uh, well, I do understand because they're, they're, they're geldings, but they should have immediately um, disavowed the, the Brandon electors. They should have done that January 7th of 2020. They should disqualify the Brandon electors. Said, no, no, we, we put forward Trump electors, the Democrat governor who has no power. They put forward the Brandon electors. See, that's what the whole coup mm-hmm. was about was stopping the count of the Trump electors. And nobody understands that. You know who understands right. that? The Democrat, Democrats understand that because they know they can still get kicked out of the White House. If the states ever exactly. ratify their Trump electors, they're gone. So why that hasn't happened, I don't know, because the 22nd Amendment says that you can do it you know, after January 20th. So as of January 21st, this year, Trump could have taken his term back and still run in 2024. And yet none of the states did it. Yeah. Have you heard that story about the, the well, Michigan Attorney General? No, the only Michigan story I heard was that they were trying to extend voting rights to extra days in early voting and extended voting beyond. That was well, you can't vote one beyond. of many tactics that I've seen. Well, yeah, as far so as postmarks vote. go, yeah, no. having the mail, as we all know, being postmarked on a certain date, but then all of those mm-hmm. bags of mail were found at different post, post uh, office managers. No, those are all frauds. Those are all fraud ballots. If it's of not course. in by the time the polls close, it's a fraud ballot. You can't do that with the IRS return. You can't post data no, a week later and send it in. And go, oh, so no, I really wanted to send it in by the 15th. I'm sorry. Well, of course, now it's all done electronically. Right. But back in the old days when we actually mailed them in, I mean, there were lines out the door yeah. for people trying to get that postmark, that, you know, before midnight postmark of April 15th. Why? Exactly. Because if, 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 if it's April 16th, you know, if it's 12, 12 and one second, you're late. You know, right. you can get fined for it. Yeah. And they usually do. But we've got these 16, how many, oh, the charged defendants, Karen Burden, William Choate, Amy Facinello. So they actually announced the name. So these are the Trump electors. These are the people that voted for Trump that were appointed by the state legislature in Michigan uh, to be Trump electors. And now they're trying to arrest them. Now, why would they want to arrest them? I mean, if you arrest them, then they're not a threat to, to do that again should Trump come back into play. Well, so not again. That's well, not something I not can again, think of. But not this time. See, see, Brandon can still be kicked out of office because of these Trump electors. They're the tripwire. Mm-hmm. They're, the, they're, the, they're the pin in the hand grenade. The minute they get pulled, Brandon's gone. Everybody knows so this. What? Well, except the public. But, but why anybody aren't, who knows anything. Why aren't there more ahead. states doing it? Why, why is Michigan one publicly announcing it and no one else? No, no. Michigan's doing the, the worst. They're actually arresting the Trump electors. You can't, they haven't done anything wrong. But they're wrong. putting their names but they're, they, well, they, yeah, they, exactly, no, but got, they're literally putting their names out there. No, they've been doing that for, for ever since January 6th. I've got articles with all the names of all the, all the, uh, the battleground electors. I've had them. And they've all been trying to prosecute them of course. for trying to overthrow the election. That's what they say. But the truth is, these are the people that can overturn, that can throw out, not overturn, because Brandon was illegal. But these are the people that can stop the coup. The Trump electors are the answer to the problem. And the state legislatures have never had the guts to do the right thing. And, and certify those Trump electors. 
And so we get Brandon Mm -hmm. and all the problems that Brandon brings, the Ukraine war, the energy costs, the open southern border, uh, COVID mandates, everything that Brandon has done wrong has been allowed by the states, the battleground states that didn't put forward the Trump electors. So, you know. So what do you think the the ultimate goal in Michigan being one to step up and actually arrest them is? Do you think that the governor, Governor Wichmer of that state has aspirations once again to become in the White House at some point? So she's trying to gain favor. Or do you think Governor that this has nothing to do with her aspirations and more to do with the attorney general? Uh, I like the Governor Wichmer. That's fine. I, I used to call her Witch Widmer. Yeah. No, if you arrest the Trump electors, they can't, they can't vote because now they're felons or they're, they're now incarcerated. So they lose their electoral status if they're criminals. That's what it's all about. Right. So this is about well. canceling the Trump electors before they vote for Trump, even though the election was way back November 3rd of 2020. Those Trump electors are still mm-hmm. valid. They've never been decertified. And the Democrats know this. Why do you think they've been so, what do you think the whole January 6th committee was about? It was about making sure that the Trump electors never came forward and were certified by their states. Everything, everything yeah. that the Democrats and the deep state have done has been to ensure that the Trump electors don't get certified. Well, the there's only the, another the year to go before... Right. Or he's inevitably removed anyway. Right. Now, I don't think it's at this point, I don't think it's worth Trump doing that because the, the problems he would cause himself that would go into his next term wouldn't be worth it. Mm-hmm. But you still have to correct the historical record. See, we need to know that the election was stolen. We need to know, you know, decades from now and, and a couple, couple hundred years from now, we need to know that the election was stolen, that Brandon was never the president, that we lost a term, that we had an entire term that was canceled by our own mm-hmm. government where the government chose the mm-hmm. government and the Constitution was abandoned for four years. Everybody needs to know that. That has to go in the historical record. That's why it's so important to correct it. And if it doesn't right. get corrected, right. and if it, we don't correct 2020, no one's ever going to know in 100 years that the election was stolen. They'll still be saying President uh, Biden when there is no President Biden. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's exactly what they want to do by erasing history and other aspects, by taking down statues from the Civil War that were heroes and removing uh-huh. that part of history to make it sound like the whole purpose of it was to exploit African-Americans and that just can't be. So we need to essentially erase anything in history that had to do with anything at all. The more that you erase, the more that you cover up, the less people understand and are educated. And then you, history repeats itself. It's, it's bound to happen again and again and again. And you're absolutely right that the truth needs to be put out there mm-hmm. so that people don't make that same mistake. But by erasing people's self-worth, people aren't going to care. They're going to be too focused on their gender transition surgery to care about the fact that history was incorrect in the year 2020. Hmm. That's the ultimate goal. I, I, yeah, I yeah. just think and, it plays and, right and, into uh, that. As much as I don't like to see Confederate statues, you know, torn down, uh, especially because they show that the, the, the Confederacy was Democrat. And people don't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. the people that put up the, and the people that put up the statues were people that a lot of times were in the Civil War or their parents were in the Civil War. There's a, there's a lot of black supporters. I was watching a special with Mike Hill, one of our local politicians here. Uh, in in um, He's in Escambia County, next county over. I'm Santa Rosa County. But there's a, there's a lot of, mm-hmm. of black descendants of black residents of the South in the Civil War who, yes, they were slaves mm-hmm. and, yes, they were free. But, yeah, they, they suffered far more under Sherman destroying their homes, their farms, their, their property, right. their lives you know, than they ever suffered, you know, believe it or not, under slave owners. That's right. That's right. You know, well, and, 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 and people want to erase Thomas Jefferson. Fact. 
Yeah, and you're absolutely right. And people want to cancel Thomas Jefferson as well because he owned slaves, never mind the fact that he was a pivotal role in our country's foundation. Mm -hmm. And let's just take out the Ten Commandments in front of any courthouse because we don't need that. We don't need to hold truth to justice. Justice can just be whatever we deem it. It it, it just keeps rolling. That snowball keeps getting bigger. Yeah, I, I like to tell. I like to ask those people that want to cancel Jefferson for this, for whatever slaves he owned. And I think he, you know, it was either in his will or somewhere where you know the slaves were all going to be uh, released anyway. Um, but would they rather have a situation? Would they rather cancel Jefferson and not have the Declaration of Independence and not have, you know, and not have a, a change in the sovereignty, you know, from the British system where the king is the sovereign, everybody else is a subject? Would they rather be United States subjects? and not citizens simply because Jefferson had some slaves. Is that the trade they're willing to make right. to forever put this country under a British system of subject mm-hmm. to a monarch mm-hmm. where you don't have any individual rights. They don't, Britain doesn't have a bill of rights and they still have a lot of freedoms. Yeah. I'm not sure how they do it in part of the UN declaration, but, uh, but they don't have a bill of rights that we do because they're still no, looking they on the subjects. So as long as, I think they do have a mm-hmm. rights, actually, but, but as long as you're looked upon as a subject, then you're never going to have the same rights as a citizen. And the revelation, the, the revolution, the, the thought, the, the key to the entire uh, independence movement is that everybody is a citizen. Everybody is a sovereign, not just the king, not just the monarch. That's what the revolution, right. that's what was so revolutionary about what we did. Oh, by the way, have you ever right. seen anything... Have you ever seen anything in our founding documents that says that the Declaration and the Constitution and the Bill of Rights only apply to white males who have property? Has that ever been no. written anywhere? No. So, why does, that keep, so no. why does that keep coming up? I've never seen anything written. I've never seen it talked about. I've never seen a, a Federalist paper talking about that. I've never seen an Anti-Federalist paper warning against it. I've never seen anything in the Constitution or the Declaration or, or the Articles of Confederation. I've never seen white male property owner mentioned anywhere. And yet, mm-hmm. everybody yeah. knows that that's what the Founding Fathers meant. They really meant right. white supremacy. Sure, sure. That's exactly what they meant. They all wore white hoods, and they had secret uh, parties and gatherings where they definitely made that their goal. No. Hmm. No. I heard that. that the Founding uh, Fathers were, were based around common core principles of all mm-hmm. people have worth, all were created equal in, in our creator's our creator who formed us all the ability to have the right to seek the, the, the seek for pursuit. The, no, I can't even speak today. The pursuit for <laughs> liberty. It's a dramatic day. Can't, can't, yeah, it know. is. It is so many things, but yeah, and well, we're well, all viewed as equal. We are precious, precious creations of our holy God in heaven. And he, nowhere in any of the documents did they say that women should have less rights than men. Yes. They yeah. had the suffrage for the amendment for women to vote, but that was only because of the culture at the time. And that culture goes way, way, way back to biblical days where women were looked at as less than men, not because of any other, not because less by our creator, but just because of the cultural ability for men to be able to work and women were the nurturers and the household gatherers. And it was, it was a partnership and an understanding in that day of how things were in that culture. And yeah. so it had to be brought about that women, yes, they have the right to vote and slaves were given the right to vote. And, and, uh, I, I don't understand the oppression that people want to push, the ideology that our founding fathers were white racist. I just mm-hmm. don't. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's fascinating. Um, here's a nasty question for you. 
did when women started voting in the 20s, did we get more freedom or less freedom? Well, I would like to say we got more. I don't know if I'm correct in that, but that's what I would like to believe. Yeah, see, I don't know, but I would argue that we got less freedom because women generally vote more socialistic. Women generally vote for bigger government. Women vote to will we'll take away rights, whereas men will usually vote for more rights. You look at votes for but for, I, for uh, Reagan, for for Trump, for things like that. It's generally more men voting for more freedom. It's a nasty question. I can't prove it. It's just, it's just a theory. But from from like things I've heard about polls and, and different information that's, that's floating in my mm-hmm. head right now, that uh, mm-hmm. that socialists love it when women vote. That fact that's one of the first things they do in a country is make sure that women vote because women generally vote for larger government. And the only thing that I can speak to that, the only thing Uh I can say to that would be women tend by DNA perspective to be more emotional than men. So women are going to vote with their heart and their emotions and say, well, this man is fighting for the rights of this poor suffering neighbor of mine, where Mm -hmm. men are going to look at it from a more logical standpoint and remove the emotion and say, no, this man's trying to balance the budget. I think it all comes down to a matter of, of education. So if women are educated equally as men are when it comes to politics, then you're going to probably have a trend to where they vote similarly. But you also have to understand that oftentimes women being the, the not head of the household, but they definitely run the domestic side of things. They're more involved uh-huh. in the children. They're more involved in the education. There's less time to focus on the political aspect as a woman than men have because men are going to be involved in conversations with other men in the business world and wherever they're working, where women Mm -hmm. are more dealing with the babbling two-year-old who has no political contribution whatsoever. So that's where I think the voting trends might might be different. Yeah. I'm not arguing for not having women vote. What I'm saying is that it's no. an interesting, interesting thing the way it worked out because everybody should be able to vote because I'd rather have a conservative woman voting than a liberal man, quite frankly. Liberal men stay mm-hmm. home. Absolutely. Girly men stay Absolutely. home. Absolutely. You know, stay stay with your husband. <laughs> with, your man buns, with, with your, with your liberal your husbands, man your man buns, buns go you go go take your metrosexuality and stay home and watch uh, Dylan uh, Mulvaney, <laughs> you know, sitcoms. Right. Just, just and leave the rest of us alone. <laughs> so, exactly. So, well, now that we're on the subject, are you seeing a decline of men in general? Well, yeah, we actually discussed that a few weeks ago where I talked about uh-huh. the, the decline of masculinity. Um, I don't see men stepping up the way they used to. Now, there are those rare examples that you hear headlines about where they're stepping up and defending, you know, where there's violence and they're, they're stepping in and protecting people. Um, but you look at the heroes of society when little boys are growing up, um, they're looking at police officers and they're looking at firefighters as, wow, that's so cool. I, I remember when my son was going through that phase of looking at fire trucks and firemen as so cool. And he had an uncle that was a firefighter, and I would talk to yeah. him about that a little bit. But so you get to go when to, a, you, to a station and visit and sit in a fire truck and do not, all that good stuff? Oh. Not, not yet. That may still come. I mean, he's only eight. We still have plenty of opportunity oh, to do oh, that. And as my brother reminded me, yeah, it's time to go. No, now. Yeah, he needs, no, he needs uh, to get the experience of yeah. sliding down the pole, too, for mm-hmm. sure. That'll happen. That'll happen. But what I was going to say in that regard is that those occupations are mm-hmm. so looked down on almost by a lot of people. It's, how many negative reactions do I see by people looking at police officers? They're not looked at as community helpers, like my son was taught to call them. They're looked at as a nuisance. They're looked at as someone who's always trying to get someone and and hurt someone in that sense of, oh, they're out to get me. No, they're not. They're a community helper. They're doing their job. They're paid very poorly to put their lives at risk every single day. 
And we should raise them up to be heroes. They are community heroes. But that masculinity side of it, like how many female firefighters do you see? Not very many. It is a physical job. And women, by design, do not have the upper body strength unless they're going Mm -hmm. to work out like a fiend and, and eat 500 grams of protein a day. (laughs) <laughs> they don't have the upper body strength to be hoisting those hose reels and going down all of the equipment checks and putting out the fires when the blasted pressure comes out. They just don't. Yeah. It is yeah, more it, of a masculine, some, fair job. Yeah, it's actually more ma- more physical than a lot of police work, you know, unless you're on like a SWAT team or, or uh, you know, you're actively taking down suspects. But there's a ton of police officers that uh, never even make arrests. <laughs> you know, they do all kinds of, uh, you know, investigations and things like that. So, you know, that's not as physical. But the firefighting? I mean, how many five foot uh, yeah. Asian, you know, women of color, you know, lesbian, whatever, <laughs> you know, are, are, are being recruited for fire department? I want to I mean, see, I want to see Dylan Mulvaney go for that job. That would be yeah. the most hysterical right, YouTube Dylan. video trend ever. Yes. Let's give you. Let's I give you the physical that. test for a firefighter, Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Let's see how well you do. But. But, of course, he won't because Dylan wants to be identified as female. So, you know, have your little tea party and go shopping and talk oh, about how your pillows match your drapes. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. I mean, we, we're living in, a, in an insane world. We truly are. But at least we're here for it. You know, they're going to talk about this time period in history for for decades, maybe a couple hundred years. Decades. So what happened in the early mm-hmm. 2000s? The whole country went nuts. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they let someone the whole steal the White went House. Nuts. You know, the men became women. You know, and the women, you know, yeah. women switched, you know, the women became guys, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was a weird time. They thought they could change their sex. What were these people thinking? You know, mm-hmm. if you look at this from a, from a perspective mm-hmm. history, you look back, it's really, it's really pretty crazy what's going on. Um, let me get one more for you. Then I was thinking, uh, uh, I'm, I'm sure we could talk for two hours, but I don't want to keep you for two hours every week. That's just, uh, that's probably not fair. Um, the, uh, we're going to have Jerome Bell tomorrow. <clears throat> one of my favorite people. He's the mm-hmm. first person to run for Congress uh, using citizen legislation. So he actually used our bills to run on. And of course the deep state nice. hated that and immediately, uh, you know, brought a bunch of people against him, you know, cause he was up there with uh, our constitutional amendment, you know, and, uh, and vaccine product liability and big tech censorship ending all the things that, you know, the most important bills, he was running around those bills, you know, he and Calvin Wimdish, but I think Jerome did a, you know, to a larger extent, actually Jerome and Calvin are really interesting. You've got two, black conservative men, veterans of like 20 plus years of service each. And they're the two people that use citizen legislation. So you want to do a study of interesting things? That's interesting. That the only two people who run for Congress uh, using citizen legislation were black male conservative veterans of over 20 years of service. I just find that interesting. Wow. Anyway, um, Mm -hmm. but Jerome's going to talk about Swami tomorrow. What do you think of Swami? I've got um, my problems with him. Vivek you Ramaswamy, know, Mr. Smoothie. <laughs> I'm going to have to concede that I don't even really know who that is. And isn't that sad okay. to say? No, it's okay. Hey, listen, you don't have to know everything I don't. I'm not afraid to say I don't know stuff. I say I don't know stuff all the time. There's only so much that you can do. Mm-hmm. Why do you think I have 10 reporters on the show? Because I don't know everything. I, I, can't, know. I can't possibly, I can't keep track of all this stuff. I just, you know, find what, what interests me. Too much. And what is what interests right. me is um, I put uh, I, I knew there was something wrong with him. I didn't know what was wrong with him, but something he was just too smooth, too slick. And then I read something by J.D. Rucker, um, who has a Substack, and he, he reminded him of Obama. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. So I thought, okay, so now now I've got confirmation. So now I'm, I'm not the only one skeptical of this guy. So I thought, Obama, that's interesting. Well, let's, well, who's Obama associated with? Well, George Soros, right? The whole globalist right. cabal. 
So then I thought, okay, well, let's, exactly. put, uh, let's put Vivek Ramaswamy and George Soros uh, into the same search inquiry and see what pops up. Well, guess what? <laughs> you know, the Huffington Post had an article. And I went over this uh, either yesterday or the day before, probably both. Um, that says that uh, the, the Paul and Doris Soros uh, Award, Fellowship Award, went to Ramaswamy okay. uh, back in 2011. So the guy has Soros Awards. Now, that's bad enough, but it gets more interesting because he paid Wikipedia to have that information scrubbed from his official bio. Oh, my Ooh. gosh. Oh, yeah, it's on my Facebook page. It's in the Special Investigations page. Yeah, just like a HuffPost, Vivek Ramaswamy, George Soros, or, or Paul Soros. It's right there. You know, so, uh, yeah. And that's not the only thing he had hidden, too. He was also in the, uh, the COVID-19 um, task force. So he, he's, a, he's a COVID big pharma oh. vax killer. He's part of the vaxdemic. That's my new word, vaxdemic. Vaxdemic, I like that. Vaxdemic, yeah. V-A-X-D-E-M-I-C, vaxdemic. Yeah, it's a new word. It's hard to say, but, you know, I think it's clever. So here's the question. It is. Why mm-hmm. wasn't this... Major news when Tucker Carlson had Swami, I'm calling him Obama Swami. So he has Obama Swami up there on a podium. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mm-hmm. ask him about his Paul and Doris Soros Fellowship Award and why it was scrubbed from Wikipedia two weeks before he uh, uh, ran for, announced for president. Of all people to ask, Tucker Carlson would have been the one. Why not? Why didn't he ask? Well, he, he may not have known, but the, then there's the other question. Why didn't he know? I knew. Right. I just put right. I just put George Soros, Vivek Ramaswamy in the same inquiry, and it popped right up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh huh. Wow. Mm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so we got a bunch of things. We got Soldier Fortune that says fingerprints are on the bag. We've got uh, Swamy getting an award from the Soroses. We've got uh, Michigan Attorney General is trying to arrest the Trump electors before they uh, do what they're supposed to do. Um, we've got, oh, here's another one. Ukraine's running out of ammo. Oh, we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and everybody goes, oh, no, they're running out of ammo. What are we going to do? I don't know. How about end the war? That'd be a good thing. Right. I mean, you've got, right. Exactly. You know, and we've all been hacked. We've talked about that. Um, yes. Do you have, do you have your last thing? Do you have your Powerball ticket? I don't have my Powerball ticket, but I did brainstorm a little bit about what I would do if I were to win. So, well, I mean, let's hear your, I let's probably hear your will... storm. Storm away. Oh, well, uh, it's, it's definitely one of those things where I would go and I would make sure that all the books and poems that my brother and I have established together would get published. We'd do self-publishing if we needed to and all of our own marketing. The whole line of greeting cards that we want to publish, we would get done. We well, would you'd have a good marketing invest budget. Some... Yeah, I, I, $100 million definitely. easy. Yeah, definitely. that wouldn't be a problem. Right. Easy, mm-hmm. easy. I, definitely I would invest in gold because it's a stable source of constant worth. And that would continue to have a portion of it available at all times in the future and for future generations. Yes, pretty too. Definitely would build it. Oh, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I'm not going to go to the extremity of Duck McScrooge and build a room of gold coins to dive into and swim. (laughs) As fun as that would be, I feel like it would be a little hard to swim through. You know, it's not as flowy as water. Oh, I'd try. Yeah. I could try. I could try. I mean, to go to to the extremities of of feeling the cold coin against your swimsuit, Mm -hmm. and (laughs) but um, I I would definitely pay off all debts. Obviously, build a dream house that would be with the front porch and the swing, and have a nice lake 
private mountain view, beautiful, removed from all the city so that you can look at the awesome sky at night and see God's creation and all the glory that it was meant to be seen in. And I would want a a garden that would bear all year. Like I would want to be somewhat self-sustaining in that sense, but have an enclosed garden that has fruits and vegetables to where all year long, whether it's cold or not, you have fresh things to eat and share it with your neighbors. And if I didn't have to, wait, 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 how much? That's only going to take a portion of it. I'm going to have so much money left over that I probably should spend to the gold coin. Yeah. So you were, I mean, I'm a simple person. So you're going to buy a house. Don't need a whole lot. You're you're talking about (laughs) maybe two or three million tops for everything you talk about. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. For everything I've talked about, but I mean, not not including the investment. So I. So now you got 497 million left over from your your cash (laughs) advance lump sum. What are you going to do with the rest of it? I. I might just build that wall. I might just go ahead and finish building the wall that Trump left off and make sure that. We don't have well, that's to worry about so anymore. Let's, let's say ten million. So so now so now we've still got you know four hundred eighty five million to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not easy. Maybe either. I could maybe I could just take over the the lobbyists in Washington and just take a big portion of that money and say go away. You don't need to be here. I'm taking over now. And if they threaten to say well we'll take away your rights, we'll take away this or that. No, you don't have any left. I can I can take care of whatever I need on my own. Have a direct line to the president. Um, hmm. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. There's so many things that could be done to help humankind uh, to spread, first and foremost, the message of truth of the gospel. Whatever uh-huh. it would take to get people to understand their self-worth going to um, the public crowds en masse and letting them know that there is a God who loves them, who forgives them, and that there is more to this life than the deplorable things that they see that this earth is not our home. Whatever that would take, it would be priceless. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, it's interesting you're not thinking of yourself because I, uh, you know, I, I'd have well, to be Well, I am. I said I'd build a dream house. That's thinking of myself. Okay, that's, well, I would do that too. I, I've got my log cabin with my sky domes, my big marble slab kitchen, uh, yep. and, uh, and a massive recording studio and a, a few guitars, <laughs> maybe 10. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah and plus two jets, you know, one Learjet for traveling, one um, Viper yeah. Jet Mark II for aerobatics and fun. So, yeah. So I could do everything yeah. I wanted in like 10 to $20 million, probably $20 because I want to have unlimited yeah, fuel and, for the and, but that's not a lot and of an money. interesting thing to add to that. No, uh-huh. it's not. But an interesting thing to add to that, my my brother just sent me a message saying he would buy back all the news channels. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> well, so here the thing the thing is that uh, uh, for the forty four billion that Elon Musk spent buying Twitter, he could have spent forty four million just advertising our big tech mm-hmm. bill. And if that had gone through, right. then he would have saved but a thousand percent cheaper than his forty four billion. You know, and he right. could have. Uh, and we, he could have affected all of big tech, not just Twitter. But no, they don't listen to us. What are we going to do? All right. Um, that should do it. Any, any other revelations? Let's plug your show, you know, without all the other stuff um, I said about it. <laughs> yep. Yes. Well, for now, I'm still on the 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern time slot at WFRN.com. That's going to be moving rather rapidly to the noon to 3 p.m. slot as I gain control of, of my own show. I'm kind of done with the official training process, so moving Ooh. on and getting ready to take over. But, but Fern Radio, WFRN Radio. Fern, yeah, we're going to have right. a good time at Fern Radio today. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we're going to have yeah. Bonnie Nesbitt That's at right. her new time, 12 to 3 p.m., so don't forget to tune in now. <laughs> Fern Radio. Can I make your promos? Fern Radio. 
Yeah, I mean, if, if you want to go there, but it's it's afternoon macaroon with Bonnie is more like the the um, slated name that I'm going for on that station. But I know that it's afternoon hysterical to look at the radio side of it. Afternoon, afternoon macaroon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a thing. So we're sitting here I, under the I fern with a macaroon. macaroon. Yeah, yeah sitting here under the fern mm-hmm. with a macaroon. Have a good time with uh, Bonnie Nesbitt. It's going to be good. So welcome to Fern Radio. That's good. FRN. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Fern Radio. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. What a, it's okay. I get it. I get it. And also my, my cookbooks, I have two cookbooks. You can find me at www.bonnie, B-O-N-N-I-E hyphen appetite, A-P-P-E-T-I-T dot com. And uh, you can also find those books at Amazon and Barnes and Noble and iUniverse. I am in the middle of all kinds of summer produce right now. I just got done canning 21 quarts of green beans with my brother and sister-in-law. And wow. I have many more to come as well as the herbs that I am gathering and getting ready to make more batches of pesto. So I'm having lots of fun doing all of that. Sounds like fun to me. I'm impressed that you have time for yeah. the, the show, my show, canning, food stuff, kids work, all the other things that are going You're busy. I am nonstop is the more accurate word. <laughs> okay. I am nonstop. Well, yes, well, I, I don't uh... sit down very often. Okay. I do three hours a day, and that's about it. <laughs> well, actually, no, I do yeah. a fair bit of work here. I have to get up and get around and get my exercise. I hit the gym last night, so today I get to just do work. All right, Jane Bond, yeah. Bonnie Nesbitt, code name. All right. Special, it was great special talking operating, to you. Special operating agent of Action Radio. Great talking mm-hmm. to you, too. Thank you very much. You bet. All right. Talk to you next week. All right. Bye-bye. <sighs> Bye. So much fun. We have so much fun here. It's great. All right. Time is now 921. We'll take a little break right here. And I've got a couple things to play for you guys. And then lines are open. Pianchi's got a bunch of comments. So, Pianchi, if you want to call in and talk about that, uh, any of the stuff that you've got here. Live chat is available right now. Uh, Marco, feel free to live chat as well. Um, I'm not sure which articles I'm going to go over. Probably preview for uh, stuff. Again, we've got Jerome Bell tomorrow. That's going, to be, that's going to be interesting. Tomorrow's fairly busy. First hour is open. Second hour is Jerome Bell. Third hour is uh, CJ with wellness. And so we'll have to that together. But, uh, yep, still 921. Taking a break. Be right back. Here is your Action Radio contact and website information. The call in line is 215-383-3832. Our show site is blogtalkradio.com slash citizenaction. Same link, live and a podcast. Please share all our shows. We have live chat at the bottom of the broadcast page available worldwide. Sign in to your free account and type away. We have an internet Skype line where you can call the show worldwide also. Please see the broadcast page for our Skype name. Call in during the show to get approved. Our bill writing site is writeyourlaws.com. W-R-I-T-E-Y-O-U-R-L-A-W-S. Writeyourlaws.com. This is where anyone can write a bill and start the process of it becoming law. My paid and free subscription column is at gregpenglis.substack.com. Please consider a paid subscription of $5 per month or greater. For contributions to Action Radio, please go to givesendgo.com slash actionradio. We have over 20 Action Radio Facebook groups. Use the Facebook search window by putting in Action Radio to find our groups. My public email is greg at writeyourlaws.com. 
please contact me about advertising on Action Radio and helping our mission of freedom. Thank you for listening. This is Greg Penglis for Strike Force, your source for pure energy. Strike Force is a concentrated energy drink that turns a half liter of your favorite beverage into an energy drink. You make your energy drink yourself. Action Radio is an affiliate of Strike Force, so our listeners get a 20% discount. All you do is add our code WYL to the discount code window at checkout. W-Y-L comes from our website, Write Your Laws. So, you can get your energy drink, a 20% discount, and help Action Radio change the relationship of we the people to our government. Not bad. Strikeforce is at StrikeforceEnergy.com. That's StrikeforceEnergy.com. Start your engines. Hello, this is Greg Penglis for our newest shooting range here in Milton, Florida. Stand your ground. My friend, Jason Myers, and crew are creating an incredible facility for our city. Stand your ground is located at 6632 Elva Street. The phone number is 850-789-1776. Their email is standyourground1776 at gmail.com. Here you'll find either in process or already going an indoor shooting range, axe throwing, archery, a rage room, self-defense classes, concealed carry weapons classes, security license training, paintball, a full-service gun store, and 24-7 online ordering. So come on down or contact them by phone, email, or website and learn how you can best stand your ground. And as I mentioned in our earlier uh, uh, piece on our information, you can help us out um, by being a sponsor. And here's some more information on that. Here at Action Radio, we are looking for sponsors. We have 30 and 60 second spots available for your announcements. And we have three minute live call-ins to talk about your products and services available. Action Radio is the next evolution beyond talk radio. Join us and let us help your business evolve. Think about being a sponsor of the future and not just a listener and help us help your business grow as you help us plunge headlong into breaking new ground here on Action Radio every day. Oh, so many stories to look through. In fact, I looked through them. I forgot to uh, punch my last button. So let's get that going and then I'll be right back. Action Radio part of the ADHD radio network, the ultimate free speech zone. We the people give our consent to be governed through writing the laws by which we are governed and have the power through juries to nullify the laws by which we do not consent to be governed. At Action Radio, we don't report the news. We are the news. Every other show reports what has happened. We talk about what can happen. From the questions no one has thought to ask, to the answers no one has thought to consider, to the actions no one has dared to take, that is Action Radio.
So we've got a little over half an hour here. Uh, I'm open to pretty much anything. So, uh, Bianca, you want to call in or anybody else wants to call in, 215-383-3832, especially the FBI, DOJ, KGB that has hacked my website so I can't get to writeyourlaws.com that's uh, hacked uh, Bill's Facebook page that's hacked uh, Bonnie's, um, you know, uh, MP3 and has hacked uh, Wendy's phone. <laughs> so everybody's being hacked right now. And all happened last night. So this is a very nicely coordinated situation here. So, Pianki, if you've had something uh, you've noticed uh, online, I, I'm just wondering if it's going through the whole uh, um, All of Action Radio. They're kind of picking on all of us individually right now. I've had my problems. I've had shows, you know, thing, you know, go off the air. But a lot of times I see the lightning. I think the cords get bad after six months. So I started replacing my mic cord every six months, and that seems to have taken care uh, of a lot of the problems. Anyway, let's, uh, let's get a news theme, and let's get back to uh, what's, what's going on out there. So, uh, uh, this one will work. trying to report things that are seeing that nobody else is covering. Uh, that usually involves our legislation because literally nobody else is covering that. So Brianna was working on a bill on Tuesday. Uh, we're talking about the, the oath of office that every, uh, not the president, but everybody else, that uh, not the military either, but the civilians that work in government, uh, talking about having them uh, be bound to the oath that they take. So if they don't comply with their oath, um, if they, they took the job with, that, with, uh, with mental reservation or purpose of evasion, or they didn't you know, bear true faith and allegiance, or if they didn't support and defend the Constitution, that they could be thrown out. Now, I wouldn't say prosecuted for crimes, but, but certainly thrown out of government and lose their salary and pension uh, for basically taking the oath under fraudulent, uh, fraudulent basis or you know, turning the oath into nothing. In other words, violating their oath while they're under government employment. So that's our legislative news. That was very interesting. I had a great time talking about that. Uh, so Bonnie, uh, no, excuse me, um, Brianna's going to improve that bill and make that better. Um, the Swami thing, <laughs> can't wait to talk to Jerome about Swami tomorrow. That's going to be interesting too. Um, but there's just a lot of, like I said, little things happening. Uh, it's interesting that all of us are, are having um, internet and electronic problems right now. You know, and this isn't the first time that Write Your Loss has been taken down for whatever reason. Fortunately, they haven't, you know, destroyed it. So as long as the files are still there and I can rebuild it, as long as the bills are there, uh, I think when it comes back, I think I've got copies of all my bills, maybe not just the latest versions, but um, definitely need that just, just because, <laughs> you know. In fact, they're all written down. I always make a rough draft of them, and so I wrote most of them, but uh, we, we should be covered there. Anyway, um, anybody that's really good at Internet security wants to talk to me, yeah, feel free. Uh, this article I found really interesting, and this is from Breitbart, and this is the 10th of July, so we're now the 19th, so yeah, almost two weeks ago, but it's still interesting. And again, I think it's got no coverage whatsoever. It says, Republicans slip massive foreign worker expansion into DHS. That would be Department of Homeland Security funding. So why do we want foreign workers? When we have 15 million illegal aliens coming in, the gelding party is not stopping. Um, it's, it's like illegal aliens are good for business. They're good for Democrats for politics, and they're good for Republicans for business. So there's no real incentive for, for either major party, um, which I wish we didn't have a major party or a party at all. But there's no incentive to get rid of the illegals. In fact, they're actually trying to bring in uh, either more illegals or more workers on their visa program or more something. 
Just don't think you have enough Americans to do the job. Well, of course, because they're paying Americans not to do any job. That's part of the problem, too. So the article by John Binder, B-I-N-D-E, says House Republicans have slipped a massive foreign worker expansion into their Department of Homeland Security, DHS, spending bill, a blow to the GOP's promise to protect the nation's working class from powerful special interests. Well, considering the GOP is a powerful special interest, it's going to be a little hard for them to protect against themselves. Back to our Breitbart article. After markups and hearings, Republicans on the House Appropriations Committee, those are the folks that make the bills that make the government run, right, with the money, uh, Appropriations Committee approved the DHS spending bill, which would blow the lid off blue-collar migration caps to the United States, spurring an influx of foreign visa workers in the labor market with whom working-class Americans would have to compete for jobs. See, that's the thing. Um, Illegal aliens take jobs. They take up space. They take housing. They take fuel. <laughs> they have a carbon footprint. Not that I care. Um, they uh, take up, you know, like I say, rooms in our classrooms. Um, and they take up jobs. So the way the left gets around this, they say, well, these illegal aliens are doing jobs that Americans just won't do. Well, that's not true. Americans have always done those jobs. And if you pay Americans not to work, they're not going to do any job. But the other thing is illegal aliens can survive on less money than Americans can. Because Americans are taxed, Americans have to pay for, you know, houses and stuff and uh, whatever the standard of living, you know, is for people. It's more expensive to be here as an American as opposed to, you know, basically coming here from Honduras. And, uh, yeah, your, your stay here might be a little more expensive than living in Honduras, but you're still sending a bunch of money home to Honduras, which takes money out of our economy. And when money, when money leaves the economy, it can't be reused. It can't be respent. See, the beauty of money here is that uh, – you know, the shoe salesman buys an ice cream who, you know, pays for the dairy who then buys shoes, <laughs> you know, and the whole circle keeps going. That's how, that's how money, the velocity of money. But if you keep taking money out of our economy and sending it away, then that money's not available for you. And, th- and we're talking productive money as opposed to borrowed money, which they print, which is unproductive money because it's not based on anything. But money that's based on value, where people get value for the money, that's a totally different kind of money. Anyway, it says um, who, you know, specifically $91.5 billion. Wow, that's almost, we're getting up words of Ukraine money here. The $91.5 billion funding measure would loosen H-2A visa rules so that more industries related to the agricultural sector can import foreign workers and rewrites the uh, program so that jobs do not have to be seasonal or temporary. So, well, this is what a migrant is. A, a traditional migrant is someone that comes here for a temporary job and they leave. They go home. Well, these folks coming here are not migrants. They're not immigrants. They're illegal aliens. They're not asylum seekers either. They're illegals. So that's a whole different category. But uh, one of the people most against um, illegal aliens was Cesar Chavez of the United Farm Workers, you know, a liberal, you know, with the farm worker union. But those union workers were Americans because illegal aliens can't join unions, right? Anyway. Article says H-2A visa program as currently implemented allows U.S. farms to annually outsource, in other words, hire on Americans, <laughs> an unlimited number of American agricultural jobs to foreign workers who can extend their stay for up to three years. Wow. Yeah. That's how they kind of work their way into citizenship. It says fraud and abuse are widespread across the program, of course, with one recent lawsuit ac- accusing the Western Michigan farm of trafficking foreign H-2A visa workers into blueberry picking jobs while they were paid slave wages and, and uh, housed in egregiously poor conditions. Yeah, and I don't want these people to be exploited or taken advantage of. I, in fact, I don't want them to be here at all. 
It says, most notoriously earlier this year, black Americans scored a settlement against two U.S. farms along the Mississippi Delta after they, had, after they were fired and replaced with foreign H-2A visa workers from South Africa. Oh, that's interesting. We've talked about this before. So we got South African immigrant or illegal immigrant or illegal, excuse me, illegal alien workers, you know, or visa workers taking jobs from Americans. And they still get the, the quota because as far as the government, the government is concerned, black is black. So if you hire a South African that's working hard as opposed to uh, um, an American black citizen who would just assume be on, you know, welfare like so many other people are on welfare, uh, it's a very different thing. So, so, you know, skin color does not guarantee results, folks. It's kind of interesting. All right. Uh, Beck called on the uh, – this is uh, – who's, who's Beck? The name was mentioned earlier. Anyway, I'm not sure where it is. Anyway, so this person called on the H-2A visa program a medieval system that relies on cheap, backbreaking labor while other countries are merchandising or mer- mechanizing and workers are being paid high wages to man machines. Yep. Yeah. I, I get this feeling we're in a time warp here. I may shut, stop the show early because it's uh, – I don't want to just read news stories. That's kind of boring. You can get it for yourself. But um, it's, it's very interesting what's happening here. We're in a time warp. Uh, we've got an ancient occupant of the White House who sees the world through – eyes that are 50 years out of date. You know, we're fighting wars the way they were fought 50 years ago instead of today. You know, China fights wars, Russia fights wars with modern technology. So Russia's got drones, you know, accurate artillery shells. They've got accurate satellite surveillance. You know, they they don't send in waves of army soldiers because they don't need to. Ukraine has waves of army soldiers and they're getting killed. But the Russians have all these highly advanced technical weapons you know, including drones, so they don't need to send people in. And if the stuff gets destroyed, they're just losing stuff. It's not as big a deal. It's very interesting how this is working out, as well as being tragic. So, um, yeah, yeah, we shall see how that goes. But uh, it's uh, a very strange situation that I see happening um, with all these different places, what's going on. So we got two. So you can't count on the Republicans to get rid of illegal aliens when they're bringing in all these extra workers, too. They simply don't care. All right, how much do I want to go over here? There's one story I found that was interesting. I don't think that's right where I stored it. We're talking about the similarities between Ukraine uh, and our civil war, and there was another article that had that same person in it later. Oh, it was a Soldier of Fortune article. This is kind of funny. Susan Katz Keating, less than 24 hours after Soldier of Fortune, reported that investigators found fingerprints on a packet of cocaine that was abandoned inside the White House. The U.S. Secret Service announced on Thursday that it will close down the investigation for lack of leads. <laughs> In other words, they closed it down so they could maintain the cover-up. Since the announcement directly contradicts what my trusted sources told me and continue to say that Susan Keats, Keats, Susan Keating. Fascinating. All right, so uh, let's see, I've got that, I've got that. Where, there's one thing I wanted to, uh, probably just one more I want to cover here for today. Because, again, I'd much rather talk to people than stand here and just read articles. Probably you would, too. No, I think I want to get that one for tomorrow. That one should be interesting. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's things, yeah, that's a Civil War article. There's another one I wanted to find there, too. All right, I'm going to look it up for tomorrow. Um, let me close down a little earlier today because, 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 because nobody's here. <laughs> it's the summertime. You know, so show's a little hard in the summer because everybody's off doing stuff. 
And again, I don't want to talk and bore you. Maybe I'll find something I can play for like 15 minutes. What have we got that I haven't played for a while here? Reaching down into my vault, I I'll play something funny, and then I'll play something uh, from our finding moments, and that should probably do it. And I'll play in commercials, and we should go from there. So let me see if I can find you. One of our many, 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 many uh, amusing things here. Let's get Chaz. Let's play the Chaz one. And anyway, so back back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Central Time. Uh, play some things now, just because, just because, and we'll pick it up uh, again tomorrow. Ah, Seattle, time to visit again, or for the first time. No matter how many times, you'll never forget this visit to Seattle. Watching the sun set on the West Coast, the guitarists on the street corners, people walking, hanging around the many cafes and art enclaves, just taking it all in. From Pike Place Market to the first Starbucks, to the whales in Puget Sound, and views of Mount Rainier, there is nothing like Seattle. And now, you can watch the sunsets glistening off the broken glass in the streets, various styles of bottles used for Molotov cocktails, fashion statements made with creative body armor, the use of improvised weapons, the never-ending art forms painted on every building, particularly the man parts, and the beautiful sound of voices in unison, expressing their fondest wishes and desires for your life and property. So how can you visit this enchanted never-never land of the Northwest during their summer of love? Snowflake Tours has teamed up with the Seattle Board of Economic Development, Tourism, and Riot Promotion to extend the warmest of welcomes to our latest attraction, the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, affectionately known as Chaz. Soon to be called CHOP, but we like Chaz better. If you think Disneyland is a good time, it's nothing compared to Chaz. Chaz being an autonomous nation within the United States, protected by the Seattle Mayor and City Council, you can't just walk in like illegal aliens at our southern border. This is because there is a wall and guards openly carrying firearms in order to maintain the security of this new fledgling nation. So, there is a procedure to gain access. Snowflake Tours has made this an escorted tour for your safety, and so you'll be surrounded by people who look like you. White people will have an Antifa tour guide direct from their mommy's basement. But don't worry, they can protect you because they are fully indoctrinated and trained with the latest techniques of mayhem and street combat. Black people will be escorted by a member of Black Lives Matter, fresh from riots across the country and funded by Amazon and other mega corporations with their training and experience you couldn't be in better hands. And of course, they speak black. Take in the wonders of Chaz while you are there. You can warm yourself by the burning book piles, feel the camaraderie as you are swept up in a march or rally, get a brief audience with our warlord, but not for too long, and be sure to make an offering. A blank check, signed, is preferred. Don't worry about the police, there aren't any, which is fine because there aren't any laws either. Businesses and attractions may not be there when you get there, depending on the needs of the people. The unique feature of this tour is that rather than enjoy the things that are already there, on this tour it's what you bring to the table that counts. Money, supplies, there is a whole provision list of things like food, water, batteries, jewelry, and other commodities of exchange to choose from in donation to keep Chaz a people's paradise. On this vacation, you show up with full suitcases and leave with empty ones. That's what makes this tour so special. Chaz, a new nation, a new concept, coming to a liberal city near you. (laughs) 
So that's one of my many sarcastic uh, satire pieces I made during the uh, the COVID lockdowns. When I was bored, everything was closed. There was nothing going on. So yeah, you just caught it. You didn't. You're not familiar with the show. That might have been a little surprising to you. Um, so I made some things for Santa Rosa Volunteers, which is no longer sponsoring the show. But since they're when they were sponsoring the show, you know, I, I made a bunch of things, you know, with the name in it. So so I don't mind, you know, advertising the name again. But just. Uh, uh, I'd like to have them back as sponsors, actually. That'd be kind of cool. So if anybody does want to sponsor the show then uh, and help us out here with our mission, especially now that my website's been hacked, <laughs> you know, that'd be a great thing to do. All right. Got something to play from those times. Uh, this is Grievances uh, in the Declaration of Independence. I'm gonna, I haven't played this for a long time. Uh, just sitting here in my audio clips. In fact, I'm not even sure what's on it. So uh, let's have some fun and, and take a look and, uh, and then be back after that. This is Greg Penkless for Action Radio with Founding Moments, insights into our founding documents, sponsored by Santa Rosa Volunteers here in Santa Rosa County, Florida. Santa Rosa Volunteers is available at their website, srv1776.com. That's srv1776.com. With July 4th coming up Sunday, I have to say something about the Declaration of Independence. Everyone knows the beginning words of the Declaration. We even have a founding moments on it. But the bulk of the Declaration consists of 27 grievances, some of which are just as applicable as a grievance today against our own federal government as they were against England when we were colonies. How could this happen? We have a Constitution. But Constitutions are only as valid as the oath people swear when they promise to support and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Let me highlight just a few of the grievances that are every bit as valid today as they were in 1776 and for exactly the same reasons. When the Declaration says, he, that's King George III. He, today, would be the entire federal government. He has refused his assent to laws, the most wholesome and necessary for the public good. Laws today are for special interests and more government power. He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. The greatest danger we face is an out-of-control federal bureaucracy of endless officers, agencies, and departments. He has affected to render the military independent of and superior to the civil power. This is done today because Congress has delegated almost all their power to declare war to the president, something they have no power to do. He has combined with others to subject us to a jurisdiction foreign to our Constitution and unacknowledged by our laws, giving his assent to their acts of pretended legislation. Today, that would be international law, international courts, treaties or agreements not ratified by the Senate, climate accords, the United Nations, and all their various agencies. For imposing taxes on us without our consent. Did you know that the income tax and the withholding of money from your paycheck used to be unconstitutional? All kinds of taxes, fees, and burdens are placed on us, many of which are hidden. For depriving us in many cases of the benefits of trial by jury. We have plea bargains, uninformed jurors, corruption, money, prosecutorial misconduct, administrative trials and judges, and a multitude of judicial actions that do not involve a jury of our peers. Juries are never of our peers, either. 
for taking away our charters, abolishing our most valuable laws, and altering fundamentally the forms of our governments. Today, that would be abandoning the Constitution and governing by whatever the leftist deep state wants. For suspending our own legislatures and declaring themselves invested with power to legislate for us in all cases whatsoever. This would be all the governors, mayors, public health officials, and Dr. Fauci himself taking over our government during a bogus pandemic of their making, stealing our rights, imposing illegal lockdowns and mask mandates not based on any science, and simply declaring whatever orders they wanted with no legislature or due process at all. It's still going on. He has plundered our seas, ravaged our coasts, burnt our towns, and destroyed the lives of our people. This could happen if the government takes our guns, which is why I say, except for the military, we need to take their guns. He has excited domestic insurrections amongst us and has endeavored to bring on the inhabitants of our frontiers, the merciless Indian savages, whose known rule of warfare is an undistinguished destruction of all ages, sexes, and conditions. Today, you can see how Black Lives Matter, Antifa, the FBI, and other rioting mercenaries of the deep state are being used to enforce Marxist theories like critical race theory and climate change, not to mention the false pandemic of COVID, which are all designed to create fear, depression, hopelessness, compliance, conformity, groupthink, and political correctness, all for the state. So just substitute Indians for all the groups in and out of government that are being used by government against us, and this problem is exactly the same. So the question is, what are your grievances, and what are you going to do about it? I created Action Radio so that we the people could write the laws we consent to be governed by and reverse the process where they, the government, order us to comply with their laws, orders, and decisions. This is Greg Penglis for Action Radio with Founding Moments, sponsored by Santa Rosa Volunteers. Their website is srv1776.com. That's srv1776.com. Please share this report to anyone who needs it. Yeah, so that was an interesting experiment. I'd like to uh, maybe take some time and get it back again and go back to the Federalist Papers because they really were. Uh, quite fascinating. So we shall see how that goes. I'm just going to play a few more things here, and then I'll be back again tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Central Time. Uh, in the meantime, let's get a little patriotic feeling going with uh, America the Beautiful. Then I have some more announcements for you. And again, uh, we'll do all, we will do it all again tomorrow at uh, 7 a.m. Central Time.
Greg Penglis here for my book, The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction. Everyone at some point in their life wants to learn how to fly. Few try. Even fewer go on to get a license. I believe a major reason for that is how we teach people how to fly. My book is designed to help you navigate the flight training system, but it's so much more than that. It really describes an entirely new way to teach flying. So if you've never tried a lesson or got discouraged in your training and quit for any reason, this book can help you. Don't be a rope pilot who just follows procedures. Be a thinking pilot who makes great decisions, who understands all the reasons why we do what we do. You can incorporate these principles into your own flight training at any time. The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction is featured on the Action Radio with Greg Pankless Facebook page and is available from Amazon.com. Well, that sounds good. Even better. Okay, how about your car? If you want the best service for your vehicle, please talk to James at Florida Stores Automotive, conveniently located at 6715 Caroline Street in the historic district of Milton, Florida, right between the Milton Bakery and the Blackwater Trail. Whether you need an oil change or an entire engine replaced, this is the place. The phone number is 850-623-6651. That's 850-623-6651. Call, ask questions, and get the information you need. Florida Stores Automotive is a full-service automotive shop for both domestic and imports, modern and classic. It is a family-owned business here in our Milton community. Open weekdays from 7.30 to 5 p.m., Florida Stars Automotive is a convenient place to keep your car maintained and on the road. Ask them about Firestone Tires and the rotation and maintenance plan. Florida Stars Automotive. I go there. You should, too. Do you know your way around healthcare, insurance, pharmacies, surgery, alternative treatments and choices? I don't, which is why I'm so glad I met Priscilla Romans, had her on Action Radio, and learned about health patient advocacy. She is the founder of Great Care, and now as an affiliate of Great Care, we are proud to offer through our discount code, WYL, which stands for Write Your Laws, a 10% discount. Great Care saves you both time and money. They provide medical advocacy, consultation, advice, and recommendations nationwide. Their website is gravecare.com. That's G-R-A-I-T-H-Care.com. You can email them at gravecare.adm at gmail.com or call them at 469-864-7149. That's 469-864-7149. Gravecare, better health through better knowledge and advocacy. This is Greg Penglis. So what is Action Radio? It is a radio show with its own citizen legislature. That's you, the listener. It is a fully interactive system of listeners, expert guests, social media, writing bills, legislator input, bill submission, lobbying, and citizen action. Action Radio is the future of talk radio using all the available technology in one completely integrated new system.
You are listening to Action Radio Online with Greg Penglis. The webpage for all Action Radio shows and podcasts is blogtalkradio.com slash citizenaction. Please share our show with all your friends and family, both nationally and internationally. The guiding principle of Action Radio is this. We the people give our consent to be governed through writing the laws by which we are governed. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... 
Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.